to movie movie uh, my name is garrett smith my name is dan scully and we are your hosts uh as we are every week uh here on movie movie we like to talk about what we have deemed movie movies and we have a hell of a fucking movie movie this week well i think that when it comes to movie movies as we define them one of the most uh glaring examples of movie movies is just anything in the horror genre yes because they agree. all are uh Somewhat unrealistic depict. Well, I mean, the movie we're doing tonight, I guess, could happen. Sure. But either way, it is a, it is a certain level of fantasy. He gets that shot has to at exist. the end, and then it just walks away. That's true. That's F- true. Fifty Cent's been shot a lot of times, and he's he's he went to the hospital afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, so well, did Michael Myers he did too. That's what the sequel's about. Oh, yeah. good point. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, to uh, this is the second chapter of our month of spooky spooky Halloween spooky. movies, and uh, we are doing the John Carpenter classic Halloween. Yes, uh, and I would say this. This is uh, a movie movie, and I think I agree with you, like horror movies in particular, movie movies, uh, because the way we've defined that is it, it's, it's, a, it's a movie that uses everything film offers as a storytelling tool uh, to, to, to tell a story. Uh, and like and horror movies have to. I mean that that's a very specific genre that uh, that works almost exclusively in film. Because I think there's a little bit of literature out there, maybe some music that uh, that is is. And Stephen King disagrees with you very strongly. I'm sure he does, but I feel like uh, you know we we could go back and talk about the first movie we ever did as a movie movie, The Shining, and talk about why uh, it does it so much better than he did in a book. Oh, I totally uh, disagree with oh you. Oh my god, I could talk about this forever, but we apples can't. And oranges. Oh, it's oh, apples no. and oranges. Stephen <laughs> oh. King wrote the best book out of the material and Kubrick wrote the best movie out of the material I, just, I think he, he wrote I a, a warm him. horror story like and it's okay wait they, they don't I'm just a madman arguing at this oh, point no, no, no. like I have no name I'm no one I feel I'm bad. a huge fan of both uh oh yeah we're, no we, we're, we're gonna okay, okay, yeah, I shut the fuck up is that diary fuck up this is are you mad at me no 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 I do I I feel like I already though uh uh you guys are right uh and I'm probably more incorrect than you guys uh, but but yeah, I, let's introduce our guest. Yes, yeah. uh, Brandon T. Gorn, uh, here on my right, uh, whose voice you've been hearing. And already fighting. Already just here. Already, oh, yes. fucking so ready to argue with <laughs> me. He's the, he's, the, he's the best friend of Philly comedy. Oh, Brandon I Gorn. Know, I don't know what that means, but because I like it. Because you want to be everyone's best friend. I do want to be your fucking way you best are. friend. See? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's great. And then uh, to my right over here, we have uh, one of my friends from way back in the day right. has seen every horror movie twice and jacked off to him to the third time. Yeah, at least uh, four times. He loves this <laughs> shit. Frank, Frank Kachenko. What's up, guys? Welcome. Frank Kachenko? That's, oh, I like that. Yeah. Frank yeah, I didn't know your name till right this Jim. moment. We watched Frank the whole Kachenko. movie together. I drank <laughs> I'm drinking the second beer from you. That's <laughs> all right. And now you want to be best friends. I, I, I just, I'm having the I hardest just, time looking mm. at this fucking screen. Oh, man. I wish I, could just, I wish I could make it stop. It's okay. It's fine. I just keep looking over and, get, and getting reminded of uh, uh, on October 16th, yes. Movie Movie Live, uh, one of the most important events of your lifetime is less than a week away. October 16th at Philomoke. It's only $5. It's at 8 p.m. And actually, Mr. Gorin here is one of our panelists. I yes. will be. So we're going to get a little taste of that tonight. Uh, Brandon is another huge horror movie fan. Uh, uh, which we are very excited to have uh, for once a panel of people that know what the fuck we're talking about uh, when we take the stage. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, okay, we, before we st- wait, uh, can I do? Yeah, go crazy. Okay, do I have to make it like a because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, 
when Scully um, texted me, he was like, yeah, we're doing a Halloween thing. I'm like, oh, it's about Halloween stuff. That <laughs> makes sense. And then I walked in, and then you were like, yeah, oh, we're watching Halloween. I was like, oh. Yeah, man. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I'm so basically, idiot. you've just never listened to this fucking show. Thanks a lot. Oh, I thought it was like a special yeah. episode or something. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I kid, I kid. I love movie podcasts. Like they're the only, they're my favorite thing in the world. It's the greatest thing in the world, and now you get to live it. I, I know you're a big horror movie fan. Would you? And I'll, we'll throw this to you as well, Frank. Yeah. Actually, would you? Is I'm curious about you specifically, Brandon, just because of conversations we've had about movies. Are you? Is is slasher film something you're particularly interested in, or horror in general? I think I like horror. Well. I do a horror in general. I think actually exorcism films are my oh, favorite really? film. They're the one. They're the. That was actually the other paranormal option for this. shit is what scares me the most. Spe- yeah. Like specifically exorcisms, where like your body starts to contort against itself. That bothers me. And oh, I'm like, yeah, oh, just yeah. twisted. And yeah, I've never yeah. seen Antichrist though. I've never got around oh, to we seeing that. that. We had a very long yes. conversation about Antichrist. Uh, we watched before the we clip got here. where a fox turns around, looks at the camera, and says, "Chaos reigns." Chaos reigns. That's how it ends. Yeah. No, 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 no. no that's, that's like in the middle. That's of the in movie. the middle. It ends with some more horrifying I, shit. That movie is a damned masterpiece. That's one with Defoe, right? That is yeah. Willem Defoe, yeah, yeah, Charlotte Gainsbourg, Lars von Trier. It is a crazy... Mo- what are we doing? Halloween! <laughs> I'm here. This? We're not yeah. staying on this subject. I have not known to stay on subject. <laughs> I want to ask each and every person here when the first time you saw Halloween was. I was trying to figure this out earlier. Mm. I can't remember if The Shining or Halloween was the first like horror movie I ever saw. I feel like it was one of the two of these movies. Mm. I For sure, Halloween was my introduction to... like. The sort, you know, like I, so I grew up in the 90s when like slasher movies was sort of making a resurgence, yeah. but as like yeah. a very well, shitty. The, the, the post slasher right. after yes. Scream, yeah. Exactly. Like this sort of like shitty version of slasher movies. Where they put so, a celebrity in there, yeah. Yeah. And so Coolio. I sort of like grew up in that era of like slashers were a big thing, but I wasn't really interested in any of them. Uh, and so it, uh, when I saw this, it was sort of my introduction to like what everyone my age had sort of been doing every weekend that I wasn't a part of or interested in. Uh, but it was like clearly like sort of a better version of what I kept seeing commercials for on TV. I could tell that just from watching it, not having seen others, you know? Uh, and, and I do remember it being like, I was in middle school for sure. I just can't remember which one I saw first, but I do remember this being a particularly frightening experience watching a movie uh, was yeah. watching this movie. My dad would always say when I was a when I was a little kid before I had ever seen Halloween that this was like the movie that was always so scary. This is the yeah. movie that scared mm-hmm. him. This is ooh, you got to see Halloween. Oh, but when you're older, when you're older, I'll show it to you. It'll really scare you. And then I remember I was in Florida visiting my grandparents, and it was it was like me and my sister, and my mom were in Florida. My dad had to stay home and work. And so I was on the phone with him, and it was over Halloween. And I was all bummed because my grandparents lived in, in on Longboat Key. There's no trick-or-treating there. It's all <laughs> 90-plus. There's there's nothing. I imagine the candy would be great if you know, cause it was all old people. It's all king size. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> or it's just they give you a dime. They're like, oh, thanks, bitch. The, um, thanks, you old hag. Uh, Halloween, w- Halloween was Dan on. Dan Scully insulting old people. <laughs> I just had a Red Bull. Um, the... Uh, uh, I had a Red Bull and a, and a couple beers. I like that. That's the idea of how, like, why you can ins- insult old people. Oh yeah, well, like no, I just I'm had a Red Bull. <laughs> Fuck old people. I don't think. No, no. I mean, my gra- I love my grandparents. It's just they lived in a culture of old people where there's no trick or treating. <laughs> but uh, Halloween came on, and I remember I was like, "Oh, Dad, can you tape it? It's on TV. Can you tape it?" So yeah, yeah. Was. And he was like, "No, we'll rent it. If if you tape it, it'll have all the good stuff cut out." 
<laughs> and that was kind of my first concept of even that. Yeah. But yeah. when I got home from Florida, we rented it, and it like fucked me up. Yeah. How like, old were you? I was probably nine. Okay. And um, definitely I, and too I early. My mom protesting. She was like, "He shouldn't be watching this." Yeah. My dad was like, "It's a creature feature," <laughs> and it's not. No. no but uh, I was actually thinking about that while we were watching this. I was trying to think about watching this in the context of like. This was the first of its kind. Yeah. I was trying to imagine seeing this without having seen things like Scream and all these things yeah, that came. Exactly. In, you know what I mean? I was trying to imagine go, I mean, going into this with fresh eyes first, but it's like the it's like the big one that that mainstreamed the idea of the slasher in terms of making it a pop culture icon. Absolutely. What I was trying, and that was what I was going to get to. What I was thinking about, I was like, I there's no way this is the first. I know it's sort of the the first that, like you said, that kind it's of like really swung it all. Uh, yeah, that like yeah, everybody got really into. Black Christmas or... the other day. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but... Black Christmas is before this, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. And, and it's great. Uh, yeah, and I've never, I've never seen that, the original that one. one. Yeah. My first two was like when I was 13 coming out here because I'm from Ohio and we used to drive out okay. to New Jersey here and stay with my grandpa in LBI and he used to rent movies all the time for us to watch. I remember the two first horror movies that got me in was this was Halloween and then Last House on the Left. Uh-huh. And we would stand up at like 13 watching those two. Yeah. It was just brutal. Yeah, Black Christmas it. is 74. Yeah. Oh, so quite a few years before this, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do we find out this is 78? Do, uh, is that definitive? Um, but m- the point I was going to make is yeah. I'm sure that there were... You know, slasher. I mean, even I guess you could say Psycho is like a like an early yeah, slasher. Every, movie, everyone right? who's talks about slasher said Psycho is the the first step. Okay, uh, but I I I was trying to think about like okay, well, what did come before this in horror movies? And that's what I was thinking about was a like creature features yeah. was like the really popular thing yeah. that happened before slasher. So like essentially, this. I mean, is Night the... Living Dead is out by then. Okay, you have to Fair know enough. like it's not we're not. It's not like Night of the Living Dead is like way out by then. Yeah, yeah. Night of the Living Dead is sixty-eight. Yeah, um, I have to push a thing. Predates that. it by a decade, right? Yeah, and the thing is, so it's so there's. It's, I don't think I don't think people are showing up because I know with Night of the Living Dead, people would show up to like they would drop their kids off, and I think it's Roger Ebert talks about kids just weeping in the like wow, yeah. the theaters because oh, they, they were just terrified. Just just oh, because up until movie. then it was just like movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's a movie. Like, movies are for yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and remember at that point, I, I don't think Psycho either hasn't happened yet or hasn't really set in. So you could go to the movies and watch it four or five times in a row. Psycho is the one that set certain times because of that twist ending. Interesting. Mm. Oh, that is interesting. That's cool. And that actually worked very strongly into the marketing, I imagine. Because there was the whole, like, you'll you'll be scared for the rest of your life. Come on out. Well, that's what ah! I was... That was the connection I was going to make was before this was creature features, right? Like that was not exclusively, but that was like the big thing in horror before this was creature features. And so this is sort of like the first modern creature feature where like the creature becomes this sort of like uh, uh, kind of human, like, like a right. humanoid yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shifted it away from the idea of uh, like the creature feature was the big thing. What are the, what is every creature feature called? What is the title? It's the name of the creature. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And so, but then there was things like like a Black Christmas, right. where these are movies that are that are not really killer centric. Right. In terms of Michael Myers is like is a piece of iconography. And Halloween kind of cre- created that aspect of the yeah. slasher. Well, and they only use his name like three times in the movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's I mean, like he becomes not, yeah. the mask. He's the shape yes. As, yes. as he's credited, but he becomes that mask. So then you have your follow-ups like Jason, like uh-huh. Freddy. You know, they just, you know, do that thing. So, you know, th- this is probably the the bridge between that because we do all know who Laurie is. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you 
five people that are you know that Jason killed by name. I, I know you knew that the victim is actually a central part of the victim is a central part, but that was also in Black Christmas. Uh, I'm just gonna call her Juliet from Romeo and Juliet. Oh, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, shit. But it wasn't. It wasn't. There was no iconography attached to the killer. It was right. just a force. This transcended that. I think. Can I? Can I try something? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I, I feel like there. There has to be stuff where like like because we're on Norman Bates. Like he's a force too. Yes. You know what That's I mean? True. Like he's part. Yeah. Of, he's a character as well. Um, but I think this movie was a cliche starter. Um, okay, yeah, I yeah. think this movie is the movie that other movies are ripping off specifically. Absolutely. Like, mm. Exactly, yeah. In Creature from the Black Lagoon, there's a scene where they're backing up and someone puts a hand on someone's shoulder and there's a big sting. Yeah. One of the biggest cliches you've ever seen. Yeah. But I was watching like a, a historian talk about it and they're like, that's the second time that's ever happened in a movie. Wow. So I think there's a lot of like when Mike Myers sits up in the background yeah. and it's out bum, of focus. Bum, yeah. Bum, that's, bum, the, yeah. that's the second time. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Or like yeah, the right. first time that's really happened in a movie. And then less, not yeah, I'll say it. Lesser directors or more money oriented directors saw that and went, that's an easy scare. And then they did it 3,000 times, yes. and now it's the cliche. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing the cliche before it's the cliche. And that's actually what I was trying to say before is trying to watch this with eyes like when he sits up in the back. That's specifically what I was thinking about when I was saying that, when he sits up in the background of that frame. Like, I'm trying to imagine seeing that image for the first time. Oh, yeah. Because I think yeah. that might have been, well, if not the first. One of the first very commercial times something like that happened. Well, my pops used to like pitch this movie to me as yeah. a kid. You know, when you're older, we'll show you Halloween. I don't know why he's a New Yorker when I do the <laughs> thing, but that was the one thing he would always say. He was like, "The musical scary." Yeah, and I didn't even know what that meant. Right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that is what you know. That that moment there is it's one a of those iconic. The music's a character. You oh know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it, it's so of its time. Yes, which is something I really like. Like. um it's funny because at least for me, I'm simultaneously like to watch this with new eyes, understand where it is, and then at the same time, I'm like, oh man, listen, to that sweet synth, you know? Oh, what I, I mean? know. Like, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. He, I mean, all and and the funny thing about Carpenter and me is that all of his movies have that synth. It doesn't matter how deep into his like collection of films you get, like he just never got away from that synth, like. They developed better ways to make sounds, but when it, you were it works these so well movies. in horror. Like, yes. and I was thinking, like, you know, it really reminds me of Goblin, who did all the music for Daria, a bunch of music for the Daria Argento okay. films. Uh, and it ha- I mean, it's just it is so unnatural, yes. and I think that's so. And it, what's cool about this one too it is it's so kind of jarring in a weird way. Yeah, you know, but it's jarring in a way that that the like a strings sting yeah. is it's different. It has kind of that cheap feel, but that's what gives it a, a little bit of that DIY charm. I mean, it's a cheap movie. Like, oh, it, yeah. and it's, sure. it's a cheap movie because it doesn't uh, have a lot of money, and it cheats. Yes. It's a movie that cheats. When I was uh, at the, the Comic-Con, there was a Q&A with John Carpenter, and somebody asked, why do you do your own music? And he was like, well, I work fast, and I work cheap. <laughs> and that was the, that yeah. was the reason. Uh, you know, he needed style. music, so yep. he just made some music, and whoops, it's a fucking masterpiece. Oops. I love. I, I shit that, out a masterpiece. Well, that is such a horror thing. You can accidentally shit out a masterpiece. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Hersher Gordon Lewis can make these like iconic films and say um, theater. Oh no, it's not theater. Um, movies are not art. Anyone who thinks movies are art is a goddamn fool. <laughs> who <laughs> like, said this? Uh, Hersher Gordon Lewis, uh, the Godfather of Gore. Mm-hmm. What is he uh, known uh, for? The Gorgor Girls, uh, Wizard of Gore. Um, 
a third film. Okay. Uh, he's he's the guy that we're looking <laughs> for. He actually with Al Gore. He, he actually might might help link things up. He's the guy who he was doing nudies and he was sick of doing nudies and he was like, "Fuck it, let's not do nudies anymore. What can I bring to the table?" And uh, he's like, "What if I fucking just add a gore?" So he's the really the first guy to really bring gore into gore films. Gore as an art form. I think the only reason I know he's gore go far. No, I think I think gore can be used. To it some can sort be, of but he's that. That's like that's that great thing about horror is there are guys who are going like, oh, I'm doing art, and there are guys who are just trying to make a quick fucking buck, and they still can make really effective films. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then they still can make fucking fun films too. Yeah. If you ever want to see the, the, it's called Smash Cut. It has Sasha Gray in it. Wait a minute, I feel like I've heard of this. Yeah, that's a Herschel Gordon Lewis homage film. Oh, okay. And it's, what, it's like what what around what time was he doing his thing? He's working in the '60s and the '70s. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the only reason I know his name is Sam Raimi brings him up when he talks oh, okay. about some of his early influences. Mm. Yeah, Herschel Raimi's Gordon Levitt, Lewis, Lewis, uh, Herschel okay. Gordon Lewis. Yeah, Lewis, cool. Joseph <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. You were gonna say about Raimi? Uh, no, he's a, well, he's another one who kind of like who uh, Evil Dead. Who Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two are two of my favorite films, yes. and I feel like they're just like he shit out a classic. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's just an accidental classic. Have I, you seen Drag Me to Hell? Yes, I yeah, loved it. I thought that was fantastic. That was and that to me movie. says that not only did he not shit out it, like he knows what he's doing. He does. Yeah, he he's a very strong, strong director. There's a lot of arguments. Oops, if I put <laughs> that bump in, I'm sorry. If there's a lot of arguments for why Sam Raimi is a very strong director, but he's he's still a genre guy, and I oh, love absolutely. genre yeah. guys. I, uh, I mean, his that's why I love about moments Carpenter. in any of even the Spider-Man movies are when he pulls out the stops and does just crazy Raimi shit. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's when it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you. The the funny thing is, like watching his Spider Man. I, I love all the tangents. This is getting us off on, but oh, yeah, I'm totally yeah. fine with it. Is watching his Spider Man movies and being like, "This is just the fucking like through the wood shot from Evil Dead Two. Well, yeah, like, dude, no absolutely. wonder they hired you for this. It I hate doesn't to say make it. sense, but it does make sense. Oz the Great and Powerful, Sam Raimi movie, all three D, completely digital and yeah. stuff. It's not the greatest movie. Yeah. But it is almost beat for beat Army of Darkness. Oh, wow. It I can see really, that. really is. And to tell you the truth, I genuinely liked it. Mm. I don't actually have any sort of specific fondness for Wizard right. of Oz. I, it's actually a pretty incredible movie, but I, I don't really watch it. It's, I don't have like yeah. any. Wait, know, pause. Why do you think fondness? The Wizard of Oz is an incredible movie other than culturally important? Culturally important. Is that it? That's all you have for it? That's um, all I have for it. I honestly. don't really know too much about it. And growing up, it was like the movie my sister's watching. I want to watch Home Alone again. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's stuck there. I can't get it out, whatever. So it goes, but I, I think it's like a pretty uh, impressive movie in terms of the scope of it for its time. Okay, I talk too much, uh, but I do want to say one thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's important because it's about the Wizard of Oz. I think we've ruined the Wizard of Oz and no one will like it in 15 years. Okay. This is the reason. We made that movie HD, and it looks like shit. Yes. It, yeah. it, like, all the makeup was meant to be hidden yeah. in the grain of the film. Yeah. You made it HD. You assholes. Like, why <laughs> yeah. would you do that well, If you to want these HD Oz, the, the, the Oz the Great and Powerful is actually a pretty cool movie, if not a good movie. But there's moments where it really goes heavily Raimi. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, look at that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's wild, but, you know. I still can't call it good. So why is Halloween a very arty film, a movie movie? Uh, I I just think it fucking I I mean that's part of it honestly is how artful it is in just in being a slasher movie. And is it arty or is it arty like a film student is arty? 
I think it's a little bit already like a film student's already, but I think it has charm in terms of the fact that a lot of its strengths are due to just the limitations of what they had to work with. Is this our introduction so they really to John Carpenter? They just kept it um, No, we did an episode on The Thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've seen it's The World's introduction to John Carpenter. Um, Actually, I believe so. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, this is and, um, yeah but uh, well, I, I think it's definitely... Uh, it's a good film, whether it meant to be or not. It mm-hmm. really could have just been to make a buck. Actually, even at the Q&A with John Carpenter, he said something to the effect of, like, well, you know, someone puts a script in your hand and you make it, and then it's Halloween, and now you've got a job, you know? like, So it's... I uh, I actually was thinking while we were watching this, and this is to speak to your, your question, is it, it truly artful or, like, art student artful, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is artful because one of the things that makes it stand out to me, because I actually agree with Dan a little bit, like you look at this movie and you, if you th- if you really think about what this is, there's so little happening in this movie and so little going on mm-hmm. over the course of the, I think it's like maybe 80 minutes long. You know what I mean? It's like it's not even mm-hmm. that long. There's so little happening over the course of this movie and so little happening in most of the frames of this movie. Uh you have to be a very assured storyteller and uh, more specifically a very assured visual storyteller mm. to make that work and make me sit through that and not just make me sit through it. I think it's visual, though, too, because the score even punctuates all of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? but, but I think you, you have to... The thing that I kept thinking through this whole thing is you get the opening sequence where it's like that really great um, first-person sort of voyeuristic thing mm-hmm, from, the, from yeah. the perspective yeah, of the kid which is great really good choice and really well done the way the camera moves through that whole thing does like legitimately to me feel like i there's perspective there it's not just a camera guy moving a camera around it, it oh yeah it, it doesn't feel like, like a gimmick it actually no. works into the it, 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 it works feels like scene. a character and like an actual perspective from someone uh then the fact that the rest of the movie still has a ton of handheld camera work mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like voyeuristic perspective yeah it looks like movie you know it looks like a a narrator giving us what it what what the narrator wants us to see uh that's the same technique it's all handheld camera right but it's done two totally different ways and very assured in in both st- uh, instances of it. it uh, I think it's very clear in this movie that this is like a really good storyteller, like a really good visual storyteller. Here's the thing that I wonder, though. Um, and, and like, I, I think he is an awesome storyteller because I love John Carpenter. Yeah. But he doesn't his, his stay that arty. But it, it does... Uh, my my thing is that I think a lot of what what he created is just almost in terms of just the economy of make like the actual physical monetary economy of making the movie, mm-hmm. not script economy as we've talked in the past, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. the fact that okay, I've got to finish this story, I've got this much money, you know, I can't really afford to do anything too tricky. So it, and th- there's not a whole team making this movie so much as it really is a chance for him to do his vision as best he can because yeah. no one else's hands are really on it when you're doing the score. And you're shooting the movie, you can really build a scene with all of that in mind, as opposed to getting your score guy later. And so I, I feel like that's where I mean when I say like the limitations almost create mm-hmm. a lot of its strengths. I think John Carpenter works better cheap. Absolutely. Oh, I totally Ghost, agree. Absolutely. Ghosts of Mars is that Yo, it? That's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's garbage. Yeah, Jason it's a garbage Sankham movie. Has fucking hair in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like garbage. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I but he's made a ton of great movies. Uh, throughout the course of his career, and and I think like and a ton more. Uh, but the fact that movies like <laughs> Assault on Precinct Thirteen, 
work as well as they do and are as good as they are, I think is evidence of how great a filmmaker he actually is. Oh, yeah. Those movies should not work on any level. My favorite a movie thing. starring a guy named Snake Plissken in a future New York that yeah, is a fucking yeah, prison <laughs> should not work on any level. And it's great. It's really fun. It's really Works interesting. On every level. Yeah, I, I feel like when you say that, like, it should not work on any level. And I'm like, that's a movie I want to see. Oh, I like, I agree yeah, with you. I feel like it fucking, well, I, yeah. I kind of sort of like that one double of the dragon that movie. That works is because that fucking exists. Snake Plissken's out there. Yeah, yeah. but know? and also I do like Double Dragon as well. It, I don't like it, like it, but it, but I see, can, that's the thing. It. Whereas yeah. you could say I do like Escape from New York. Like yes. uh, hardly anybody would say I like like Double Dragon, but a lot of people would say like I like Escape from New York. Oh yeah, and yeah Escape from New York has no. Yeah. There's no reason it should be any better than Double Dragon. Okay, since but it is. Since we're getting you know? off, we're getting off topic. Is uh, Big Trouble in Little China a good movie? Okay, it's a great that, movie. That is <laughs> that is where I do want to start. This conversation gets a little weird for me because that's one where I'm not as on board with that movie as everybody else seems to be. Uh, I think it's highly enjoyable. Uh, but it is it is so patently silly. Uh, it but gets to a point it where it's, it's almost it unwatchable. That. I know, I know. It's, I know it's kind of the that. point. He has such a large catalog. Oh, right? yeah. And so much of it is so good. And so, you pointed this out. And so much of it is kind of a mess. Yeah. And there's a lot in the like in the middle, too. Yes. Like the you ever say- see Memoirs of an Invisible Man starring Chevy Chase? No. That is John Carpenter's Invisible Man dark comedy. It's it's an almost pretty That's good what you movie. Say right there. That's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, it's it was one of those where you can tell like it was bet. like, ooh, we 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 mastered a pretty good uh, invisible guy effect here in 1993. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they they just played it to that. You know, they're like, who, who's willing to build a movie around this effect? And John Carpenter's like, I'm out of smokes. <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> it sounded like you read me a Mad Lib back. Like, <laughs> John Carpenter. <laughs> Chevy Chase, <laughs> Invisible Man. Like no, that doesn't make fucking sense to me. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. He's he's a difficult director to really be like. It's easy to be like, man, I really like certain like movies of John Carpenter, but you can't be like, no, I'm a fan of John okay, Carpenter. Let's See, do. I wait, wait, let's am, let's though. do an exercise then. This will be the exercise. It's pretty clear that he has a very broad span of of genre movies and things like that. But what are some things that we can point out that are marks of a John Carpenter film? What can we throw out there? Uh, honestly, I mean, you, we do keep bringing it up, uh, and uh, this probably isn't necessarily what you're looking for. But it, the music is where my head thing. goes. That, yeah. That's like a really a important thing. He does John Carpenter much thing. of his own music, yeah. not all of it, but much of it. Uh, I actually, th- I was thinking throughout the course of this movie, there are certain camera movements that I recognize, not necessarily. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't see them and go like, ah, John Carpenter does that. Like, it's not specifically like he invented it or anything. But there are specific movements where, like, in one take, he's able to actually collect a lot of scenery and characters doing different things mm-hmm. by slowly and assuredly moving the camera around, like corners. Mm-hmm. He does that a lot. Like, if you think about the thing, there's a lot of just like. Like you're looking in a doorway and then the camera shifts perspective to down a hallway. Mm. Uh, That happens a lot in this as well. There's a lot of like you're at the top of the stairs and the camera kind of comes up the stairs and then shifts perspective left to go into a doorway. Can we say this? And I I think I have some examples to back this up. Could we say that John Carpenter is very, very good at establishing the geography of the scene? Because I could probably draw you the layout of of, uh, the house 
that he gets shot in at the end of Halloween I pretty clearly <laughs> from memory right now. I could do almost that whole like neighborhood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one sh- and so yeah. then when you think about something like Assault on Precinct 13, he builds that entire... Yes. It never leaves the prison, but nope. he builds an entire thing. There's the maze that they have to run mm-hmm. through to the back door. You know, that all... And it, it all Shining very much works. Way. He sort of um, has the opposite of a Kubrick, where like Kubrick, you're yeah. never sure where you are. Exactly. exactly. I, was just, that's a, I, I, I just brought up The Shining and said, The Shining's the same way as if it was a Carpenter movie, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I... What I was trying to say was it's this it's got the, the he confuses you with his geography yeah. Yeah, like they he, both are aware of doesn't make sense yeah. very well aggressively yes. doesn't make yeah. sense if but it, i you would make believe a movie that about the about it not making if sense. the function of the story required that sort of a nonsensical geography then i think john carpenter could hand it as assuredly to, to yes. use that yeah. term as as a kubrick but uh most of his movies, part of the narrative uh, relies on that geography because things like Assault on Precinct 13. But even think about, if you think about Escape from New York, I could pretty much draw you out that slum too, at least yeah. in a grand scale, set piece to set piece worth. Um, trying to think of another example. I could draw you the alleyway from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I could actually give you a decent part of Lopan's uh, uh Layer. Yeah, I, yeah, love, yeah. I love Big Trouble in Little China. I, 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 I don't know if it's because the old it's super Jack fun. It's just that tried. one I would say is more along the lines of what you were saying of messy. I just well, think that movie's a little messy. And it's one of those things like it's hard to judge movies from your childhood because every time you watch it, you go, "Oh yeah," and then mom bought me the you know got me the VHS, and then she plopped it in, and we were ha- everything was going good in the apartment back then. I can't. It's hard to just watch that mm-hmm. film without me like look. Indiana Jones is the same way. <laughs> Did he do Ooh. Dear Woman? Is that him I don't know. on Masters of Horror? I no, think he... John, uh, I was going to say that's John Landis. It might be they John did, Landis. I want to say that's yeah, him. Yeah, I, I think John Carpenter did one on Masters of Horror, I though. think he did the cigarette one. With oh, the cigarette burns, I think I it was called. I hated that movie. I want to say he did that one. You, I think you're absolutely correct. And you know no. what? That's a good movie, and that's a good example of a bad John Carpenter movie, because I think bad John Carpenter movies... Don't have senses of humor. That's one with the angel. Yeah, gets the wings cut but off. But it has, yeah, the, uh, it has that one really cool scene where the guy shoves his intestines into the movie yeah, projector. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, it's cigarette burns. It's Masters of Horror. There, those are oh, great. You know what? I actually those heard that one was good. I feel like I've heard cigarette burns before. I've uh, heard... Cigarette burn. I think you're right. I I didn't enjoy it. I also thought it was a retread. I don't think I've seen a single one of those Masters. I spent of horror. the whole year collecting every one of those. Well, like, going around. Yeah, it was only nine. Is there a standout one? I like Dear recommend. Woman because Dear Woman is a lot of fun. It's a, a just a an Indian woman that becomes a deer, <laughs> goes oh, right around on. a truck stops and seduces men, and then just tramples them. The guy, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's the whole that's story. Really, Who yeah. made it? I think they, that thing was John Landis. John Landis. Oh, that sounds like a John yeah, Landis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing yeah. about, the thing so about it so that makes it kind of like sweet is his kid wrote the story. Like his like, oh, like oh, really? yeah. 20-year-old teenage son wrote the story. But yeah, a you're right. A 20-year-old teenage son. That's well, downright and, supernatural. Wait, well, John Landis' <laughs> teenage you. son is who went on to write Chronicle, right? <laughs> what? John Landis' teenage son is who went on to write Chronicle. Yeah, Max Landis. Yeah, that's his son. He wrote Chronicle, which is a fantastic, fantastic little movie. Don't know that one. Yeah. Oh, Chronicle's cool. I just nodded into a fucking microphone. I just realized. I'm <laughs> so embarrassed. Yeah, all the time. Gesture. Go crazy. Whatever uh, opens you up. Yeah. What? So what? Let's talk about Halloween. <laughs> How about the mask? This is Could my. You substitute that mask for uh, anything else. It's a good point. Like, is it? Um, just that mask is just makes the movie. Like, could it be as scary with something else? 
Well, what I like about the mask is it's exactly it's it's a blank slate essentially. You can put whatever you want on it. If he's a clown, oh, he's a killer clown. Oh, he's got a hockey mask. Yeah, you know, it's this is just oh, it's just a a hockey mask. It's just a face. Oh no, the movie style. You know how I feel about (laughs) Michael Myers. We're gonna do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, uh, like Dan said, he's credited as the shape. And that makes sense uh, in the context of the the mask as well, and the uh, you know whatever the, the the gas station garage guy jumpsuit he has on. Yeah. Mm. He's he's uh, he's an amorphous but large looming shape. Yeah. There's no definition. Looming is the word him. you use because yeah. this is something that I that was pointed out to me. This is I w- I've been dying to bring this up. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was like 15 years old, I was at the Vulgarthon Kevin Smith uh, uh-huh. film festival yeah. thing. Just totally geeking out hardcore. It was me, me and Kev, last week's guest, <laughs> Kevin Carroll. And um, there was this, Vincent Pereira made this movie called A Better Place. And it's this mm-hmm. crazy, just very low budget movie. And someone asked him what were his inspirations. He said, oh, Halloween was my biggest. And it was weird because it's not a very similar to Halloween movie. But he said the way that he wanted to shoot his antagonist was never with the antagonist really out of frame. Mm-hmm. always in the frame, always a presence, always mm-hmm. looming, so that even when the scene's going on, you have a feeling of where he is around you. And that's one of the coolest things about this movie, because only at the beginning, when he's a little kid, we see it through his eyes. And then after that, we just see the scene of him looming, and he's yeah. always present in it. It's oppressive. Yeah. Uh, every hallway scene, you're looking for him, wondering if it's one of those shots mm-hmm. where he's there and you don't see him, mm-hmm. or if he's going to pop up. And you're hoping that the music's not gonna uh, betray you. It's gonna lead you yeah. to the right yeah. emotional yeah. path. But it's 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 fucking terrifying, and it's because of that presence. And I never would have thought about that until he mentioned it. But the whole time you're watching it, like he could be anywhere because you feel him there. You feel you're still always waiting up. for him, and exactly. you're uncomfortable just being stared at. Nobody likes to be stared at, and you come up and he stares at you through a window, and yeah. just, he's always just kind of just standing there, doesn't? Well, and I, just takes his time. He's and relaxed think, about like, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what frightens you right there. Just, and I think that's like there's very, no hurry. That's very specifically great evidence for this being a movie, movie in particular, uh, because you, I mean, we're here talking about. Uh, a character that has no lines and is is straight up like it just a physical presence in a movie and we're talking about how the director was able to establish his presence as like a frightening figure over the course of a film so that we feel him in every frame even when he's not in those frames mm-hmm. i feel like that it takes a very specific like visual storytelling talent especially because part of the way he does that is early in the movie he's got all those great shots where he's in the frame for a second mm. and you don't see him until he moves out of the frame. Like, yeah. suddenly you see a shape move out of the frame and that you f- never saw move into the frame. Oh, yeah. So you suddenly realize, like, I don't know how long that shot was going on for. I might have been staring at him. Yeah, and he, he was there. He so, the frame so well. Yeah. You know, like, he's, it's, that's something so nice. And it's, it's, whenever, when we talk about Halloween, we're talking about the fe- what everyone else is ripping, I've, as I said before, what everyone else Absolutely. is ripping off in horror. So, in, not horror, in slashers. Um, you're either reacting to or uh, branching off from Halloween on mm-hmm. some level after it comes out. So, like, it's funny to talk about what, would any of the mask work? No, because it's Mike Myers. Mm, That's yeah. what Mike Myers wears, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, baby. uh, 
<laughs> What's well, actually I, that? I'm I think sorry. I my favorite. Mark, mar that from the record. Straight. My uh, my favorite part of this film in rewatching it was when he loses the mask because I've been watching a lot of Friday the Thirteenth and every time Jason. When loses, you say so when you say Mike Myers and not Michael Myers, I can't not picture him just like Wayne's welding it up and stabbing people. Oh, that's emba- that's embarrassing. That's <laughs> even more embarrassing is I had like embarrassing ass. I don't even know what I'm no, doing. I'm, right sorry, I'm like a doomsday. I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> no, so every time Jason loses his mask, Jason Voorhees loses his mask, I think even from two, because he's like a fucked up hillbilly, it's always this oh, yeah. hideous thing that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And he loses it in like two, three, four, Roy is in five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> six, he starts without it, and it's the maggot face. Yeah. Seven, he has like a demon face. Eight, he shows the kids. He has like a Muppet really... face. In yeah, that he one. has like, yeah. A, like a flat face. Well, actually, you kind of see him at the end too in the sewer when the yeah. sewer stuff's melting him and the worms. And he's ah, he melts away. That's a cool scene. <laughs> Not uh, nine, he's that, that worm movie. thing. <laughs> Ten, you see it for like a second, but then you know, Jason. Yeah, he, he becomes then, super computer. Jason. Uh, you don't see it in Freddy versus Jason. So, but all those times they're like, it's like a, here's a fucking piece of makeup that we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Isn't it in scary? Jason, they do show him as as the youth. And he's all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, he has the mongoloid face. But with this, I loved I loved <laughs> in Halloween when he lost the mask and he's just a dude. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. That was so fucking scary. In that moment where he lost the mask and he was like, yeah. well, I guess I just better put this back on. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no. That's, that's all he is. Because he doesn't shoot him. Like he, When he has the mask off, uh, Loomis doesn't shoot him. And then when he finally gets the mask on, boom, boom, boom you know, yeah. opens up a, a clip. And that's what saves her is him putting the mask back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think because Loomis is obsessed with the whole idea of he's inhuman, he's evil, yeah. he's a force, he can't be stopped. He's 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 like Honey Boo Boo. He's unsavable. Yeah. He can't he can't get him back. He's Aww. gone too far. And when he takes the mask off for a second, he's just like, "Oh yeah, he was my patient." Yeah. And then when yeah, he puts yeah. it back on, he's like, "It's that thing from the movie." Yeah. He just starts yeah, yeah, fucking. Yeah. You know. I, I what? Well, that is interesting. The yeah, way so he has to well, separate yeah. himself. Just go. Well, I was we gonna say with that. What is it? The um. The remake that Rob Zombie did, when he, I like it because he did the more of when he was growing up in the prison, so you got more shots of like seeing him do that fifteen years in jail there, and I, yeah, and this one's good because it goes that fifteen year gap. Yeah, so he's got the kid, then boom, he's right there. Yeah, I like, oh, and yeah. it's just I don't. Know, I like that his knowing he's no, evil is he just stares off into space. I think yeah, like, that's such a weird like no, I mean he just fucking stared off into space. He is. Evil. Well, it's almost like a, it's like a pathos that he has, where it's just he's just uh, his function is to kill. That yeah. is it. Well, I just I kept thinking about that through this whole movie. One of one of the things that is kind of funny to me is like the way Loomis explains Michael Myers and and Michael Myers' psyche, because he is he never gives any <laughs> evidence. Of, <laughs> he just said, "Here's the devil." Of what? Of what he's saying? He is uh, evil. He just says he's really evil, yeah. and he just keeps saying it. And, and like the, the sheriff o- is like, mm-hmm. and the only evidence he does give is like you said that he has a blank stare, which yeah. is bizarre. That that's his evidence is pure evil. But the the thing that made me laugh was he goes the way he explained that the way he gets around like. Because he's kind of like he's like he's like he just stares into nothingness all the time. It's evil. I know that sounds ridiculous. So here, <laughs> let me give you another explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening is he's just been waiting for this tonight. Well, you don't have evidence for that either. You're just making more shit up. Yeah. Like you're just. It, it, yeah, that'd be great if he was just like yeah, like literally a week ago he just 
punched a kid to death <laughs> in the hospital. So yeah, yeah he's touched fucked his up. Halloween mask, punched yeah. him. To yeah, death. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's and okay, and the thing is, it, it's a horror film, so the logic of it is deeply flawed, which is spectacular because then you can talk about the logic of it being deeply flawed, <laughs> like the fact that there's a moment in this film that no one, no other podcast is going to talk about this moment <laughs> where. Two, pe- two, three kids are like, look at that scary house, which is bullshit. No house goes unsold for 15 years. <laughs> it will be cheap enough. <laughs> and there's no graffiti on the inside, which I love. But, okay, so two kids are trying to walk into this spooky house. And instead of uh, the psychiatrist, who's a grown-up, going, don't go into that house, which he has every right to, <laughs> he instead decides that he's going to like do like a scary voice. And then he does this. He's, he's like, like, get away from the window. And then he looks so fucking pleased with himself. Like, yeah. save that kid. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of like Good that because it was mate. a small amount of humanity a little bit for Loomis because, he, for, as you were saying a minute yeah. ago, he's just his only function is like, he's evil, I'm telling you. Yeah. It doesn't matter why. Yeah. I'm the doctor. Do you <laughs> see my gun? I have it in my pocket. <laughs> and he just you know, goes I've crazy. got a permit. But he, he's so pleased with himself when he scares those kids. Like, ooh, life is fun <laughs> for half a second for me one time. You know, like, it gives him a little something that, that adds a charm. And it's cheap, but it works. I a little do, light in his dark world. Yeah. I, right, I, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys can help me figure this out. Because I did think that moment was supposed to be important, actually. But I couldn't quite figure out why. It seemed important to me that the man that is spending <laughs> the whole movie saying that this guy is pure evil and only there to, like terrify and destroy us taking a moment to terrify and destroy a couple of children in the context of knowing he could do that you're forgetting something though he's just messing with it's halloween yeah everybody needs a good everybody likes to do that on halloween everybody needs a good scare on halloween even now what were you saying a couple hours ago you don't really like horror movies but usually around halloween time yeah i know i get get real into it it's that spirit yeah i guess so yeah or maybe it's just like a shitty script moment. Yeah, <laughs> we're I know. Just, it's, it's, and we're just putting weight on it. I know. Because well, it is kind of jarring and out of place in a weird way, but I'm charmed by it. John Perhaps Carpenter has a sense of humor. Yes, he does. Absolutely. That is a thing, that's a thing that we, when we were talking about what is a John Carpenter yes. film, that's part... A, re, a good John Carpenter film, there is something funny. I think his least funny good film is probably The Thing. I oh, was but the thing is very funny. Just gonna say one of my favorite things about the thing is that it's very bleak. Uh, it is. It's uh, bleak. You're right. Very, Not unfunny, bleak. but bleak. But if for a movie as bleak, I'd say as it, it has is, quite a biting sense of humor. Yeah, for yeah, a movie as really bleak as it is, Dan there. and I talked about one of our favorite things in the movie is they go out to the fucking shed that they put oh, Wilford Grimley in, uh, and they go to look for him, and they're like, "Is he? Is he out here? Is he okay?" And they look inside his little window, and there's just a noose hanging <laughs> in but, but the frame. The, what does he say? He says I something he like, "I, I was." I'm better now. Yeah, he leans into the I frame. Was, and he I goes, was so I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> but he has. He also has that that feeling of just like, hey guys, <laughs> friends. Hey, we're you're in my window. This is great. You know, like, come on, yeah. I missed you. What's up? No, don't leave. I <laughs> I will always love the moment when they go to Zap. They go to zap him. They go to uh, oh, then and his hands just go yeah. straight in. Like that's Amazing. a moment. Like I will laugh in front of like my girlfriend. Oh, like, I'll yeah, just be yeah. like, no, that guy's arm got bit. When I saw bit. that as a kid, that like that like flipped a switch in my brain where i was just fucking terrified yeah. of of anything that could even re- like like remind me of that i'd think that was gonna happen oh like, I, where I, could a mouth be anything could be a mouth if if that could bite my hands off i had a night i have a night living dead thing like that oh, I, yeah. I was afraid of all space missions for oh, a really long time that's a deep cut for 
things to be afraid of in yeah. that movie, but it makes sense. But because the Venus thing, is it? Yeah, it's from Venus. I will. I'll plug that later. But. Um, fuck are you guys talking about <laughs> Night of Living Dead in Night of Living Dead uh, it's got space let me finish in let it. me I'm finish curious, uh, mm, I like you <laughs> um, in Night of Living Dead which I'm actually directing a play uh, based very strictly on it called Night of the Living Dead, where we took the public domain film and we're just putting it on the stage for Halloween at <laughs> Milburn Stone Theater that's true it is pub- it's public domain now. plug there's a longer story I'll tell you later um the guy who plays Johnny uh, is 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 an, is a man. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Uh, so anyway, uh, in Night of Living Dead, which if you were ever wanted to see it live, you can see it at Milburn Stone Theater uh, Halloween weekend um, that I'm directing. Uh, there's a the the reason for the zombies that's given is there's a spaceship there's a satellite mission to Venus and it had an unnatural amount of radiation and they blew it up in the atmosphere right mm-hmm. and when they when they blew it up in the atmosphere it dropped all this radiation and the radiation level is always growing in that film so if you listen to it the reason they give in that film is because of a space mission to Venus interesting yeah so it does actually give a I reason for it. And that's that's the one thing that sets the new zombies apart from the old school zombies is that nowadays it's it's an infection. Yes. Yeah. If you get infected by it, you become the zombie because well, that's what we fear. But in the George Romero world, if you die and your body has enough right. stick togetherness, you will come back from the dead no matter what your cause of death. That is right. Romero rules. It's just if you get bit, it goes faster. Right. So yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, if you get bit, the bites kill you quick. Yeah. And then you come yeah. back. Like that's the only. That's what separates it. Also, in Romero rules, all the way back in Night of the Living Dead, zombies use tools. That's a thing. And they're not zombies. They're ghouls. But they've, um, they've adapted to learn more tools. Well, yeah, and later on. But whenever when Land of the Dead came out and everyone freaked out because zombie uh, oh, yeah, ghouls yeah. use guns. Um, it, but it, in Day of the uh, Dead, he uses a gun. I know he does. Yeah. We are both right. We are absolutely <laughs> right. And in the very first zombie ghoul attack in Night of Living Dead when Barbara is running away and she locks herself in the car, the tall zombie is banging that car with a fucking rock. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of, it's one of the, yeah. like, no, the zombie, get out of my face. So, <laughs> John Carpenter's... <laughs> yes. This is why we had you on this. Yes. Great. <laughs> Halloween is a movie that cheats, and I think we talked about it before. And it's a All movie movies cheat. That's what a movie movie is essentially doing is is making a sneaky cheat. But it's it's, a, it's, it's pulling a, your emotional strings with its tools. But, but it cheats in a way that I think it's one of those cliche starters where uh, Mike Myers can if from if, Wayne's World. Michael Myers. <laughs> it really doesn't bug me that much, but now it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing every I time. Gotta do it, yeah. I'm going to have to try to fix it. Michael Myers, every time there's a cut, he can just escape. and I yeah. lo- That's a thing, yeah. and that's a thing we talk about later. Like No matter how slow yep. something runs, it can always be behind you. Mm-hmm. But Mike Myers, Michael Myers can always escape. And I just think that's oh, like, where did he go? He he just left the film yeah. for a but few he minutes. Also, He's in behind terms you. terms of establishing the cliche, when it comes to the, the world of, of Jason... You know, Freddie, there's a reason for it. It's dream physics. But even in Jason, people will be literally fucking sprinting. And then he'll be like, ha-ha, I'm in front of you. Snicked. Yeah. And then, you know, hit you with one of those. And it just doesn't make sense, but we buy it. But even with Michael Myers, um, no relation to the guy from Wayne's World, he um, he's always moving slower. But because they've pretty organically kept the running away character... Mm-hmm 
contained by literal responsibility. Yes. You know, he can actually bridge that gap. And instead of it being, it's never false. It actually plays into the narrative and builds tension. Whereas it's almost, uh, it's almost a parody when you see Jason do it. Where it's just, oh yeah, killers are faster. And you just kind of have to accept it. This one you don't take on faith for the genre. It actually fits into the narrative. And so I think in a, in a way it did establish that cliche, but only it by doing it right. It does somehow get away with making him like truly monstrous and like almost demonic. Without having to like do a lot of like talking about that oh, or, yeah. or getting into the specifics of what that means. Well, there That's is one character who just up. goes, evil! Oh, right. sure, sure. Yeah. But I like the the answerless evil. That's what yeah. makes it scary. That's that's that Halloween feeling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why do we want to be scared? It's a horrible natural reaction that's supposed to protect us from predators, but we we crave it. We want that feeling, and and that's what it is to me. I love because even though Loomis is spending the whole movie being like he's fucking evil, the the thing that's interesting about it uh, that we were just making fun of, but that is interesting about it is it's inexplainable evil. Like he ne- he never does have a reason for why he you know there is no like. Oh well, here's how we can draw the line from like A to B. That like this is why he's evil, and and it, it and I don't even mean in any practical way, even in an impractical way. Like oh well, he's possessed by the devil, so yeah. clearly he's evil. Like there's just nothing. It's just he is evil. Yeah, It's like you watched him evil. disintegrate as a kid into who he is now, right? And just watched it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah. Well, and even as a kid, it's just a, a sudden thing. Yeah, the yeah, sisters, Michael, what are you doing? I yeah. like that. After all of that, though, the shape still. Has of a sense of humor. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He I, dresses up a, as a spooky ghost in yeah. the silly glasses. That's one of like like a weirdly important like every slasher icon I think should like and Jason the thing like, is with, with, like with he Myers, needs, he though, should want to fuck with people. His sense of humor makes it less of a like oh he wants to fuck with them and more of a oh this is a this is a child. This is a, this is uh, a, an, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an arrested yeah. development of a, of yeah. a person. Uh, you know and you like that's smart. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> I I do think there's also I think there's uh, an ele- that phrase Arrested Development existed long before the I, show. I, I it's the only I, word that describes like that, what I'm that's, describing. That's what <laughs> that's what your that's my your problem with it. Not the fact that you took my idea and made it smart. And I'm just uh, like, oh fuck it. Yeah, yeah. That's that, what we do here. <laughs> Make it I, smart. <laughs> we just roll with it until it gels. I think there is an element of um, oh, what was I what was I thinking about. Um, the way he, um, oh, w- with the you know with him dressing as a ghost and stuff, uh, there is an element uh, also, and I I would imagine that this I have to assume that Carpenter because I, I know he's credited as one of the writers of the story as well that this isn't just like a story he came up with. It's got to be somewhat based on the fact that this movie would have come out right in the time that like serial killers were kind of like a big thing in the media, right? Am I wrong about that? Wasn't I the seventies serial killers right? have yeah, always been? What... I mean, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, That's but it wasn't the seventies specifically a time in America where there was a lot of yeah, like. You had the Zodiac Killer. You had yeah. the um, Green River Killer. Oh, Son of California. Sam was that then? Of, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think they were like specifically yeah, in America. The seventies. Oh, yeah, there was, like, there was the reaction the to like Helter Skelter. Yeah, yeah. And shit too. yeah. yeah. I think I think it was like a big that. thing. So I would imagine that you know this movie was not made. This movie was made in the context of those things. I would assume I'm like kind of stretching things here right now because I don't know any of this for a fact. Um and the reason I'm bringing that up is because you know there is that idea that like uh, a serial killer takes pleasure in in the kill, 
Uh, and it's very clear in this movie without it being the sort of <laughs> the ridiculous pleasure that uh, slashers will go on to take in later slasher films, even in this series. Well, he doesn't seem uh, to be enjoying it so much as he seems to just be like, that is his function. Uh, I do think that there's a pleasure he's taking. I think so when he in, does the little head tilt when he's terri- got the guy. But I also think in terrifying the people. Like, he sets up a haunted house for Laurie to walk inside. Yeah, that's true, that's true. When he puts that ghost outfit on, I do think it's a big childish thing for sure, but I also think there's a a small bit of pleasure in she's going to think I'm him. Like, she'll let me walk right into the room and look me in the eyes as I get ready to strangle her and kill her. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, that's the pathos to it. You know, they're... It doesn't seem like it's reasonless. Right. Whereas, like, when Jason does something silly, it's strictly just a, like, enjoy that, folks at home. How funny was that? That's what I this mean. Actually has, the like, sense a of humor in this, thing, I think, actually seems Jason do? inherent to uh, it. Like, once again, the, just the scene of reference before when he pulls oh, his mask that, up to scare is, the kids in New York. That is eight, so you're being a little unfair. Yeah, that's eight true. is a bad movie. It is a bad movie. And it does. he doesn't take Manhattan. He hangs out for 10 minutes at the end. Jason drinks in Manhattan. On a boat. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, right? I don't know who said that, but Jason drinks in Manhattan. Oh. No, I'm sorry, I, I'm getting off I subject. You, but well, and then I guess Freddy's out of it because Freddy's whole thing is he, his whole thing is he takes yeah, pleasure yeah. in it. He's he's that super first one. It. He's not so quippy though. He gets really yeah. fucking quippy. I was watching uh, Jason. He does cut his own Freddy. fingers off to scare a girl and like laughs about it. And it's yeah, really weird. That's a that's a specific type of like yeah yeah, yeah. W- scare. But like in Jason versus Freddy, the girl from Destiny's Child, who's not Beyonce. Uh, he goes and he rips her nose off right before oh, he does Kelly it. Oh, it's Kelly Rowland. Yeah. yeah, Kelly Rowland. I remember she, this line. She, He goes, got your nose. And I'm like, oh, what? Are you oh, a Jewish a grandpa? <laughs> wow. He was about to kill the one dude, and then she decides to save him, and she starts like sass-mouthing Freddy. And it's like a great hero moment for her. And then he just turns, and he was like, I like dark meat. And oh, decides oh to chase God. her. I was like, what? Oh. Is that? Well, I mean, Freddy's probably a racist. That's fine. I think <laughs> like, Freddy Cougar is like a good argument for why sl- like slasher villains maybe shouldn't talk. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the great like. Yeah. Mike Myers, Michael Myers. Yeah, Mike doesn't. Myers doesn't <laughs> stop talking. Michael Myers doesn't. Like, Does he ever talk throughout the series of that? Like, I don't know Halloween as well as I know. No, he doesn't. No, no, talk he, at all. there's absolutely Never. no reason. Because I think Jason good. has like four or five words to him. Yeah. Well, he talks in the Rob Zombie ones as a kid. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Those I only saw that second me. Rob Zombie one, and I don't, I don't. See, I think he made an effective slasher movie. Movies. But I think that the big problem with his is just it was like, yeah, check it out. When Mike Myers was a kid, Michael Myers was a kid. Yeah, the, um, when Mike Myers, Mike Myers was a kid, was, was he hanging out in Canada? Stripper. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, and they just turned it into just like, yeah, he had a troubled, like a, a very cliched troubled yeah. youth, and so there's none of that pure evil. You're almost like, well, I guess they just explained why. And now we're just going to watch him try to kill some right, people yeah, that's, and try that's, to survive. That's my it's problem weird. with it more than anything else. I, I mean, it sucks that it's such a cliched explanation, but the bigger problem is just like, well, so he's not a force of evil anymore. Yeah, yeah it's like you when know? they did that he's with dude. Hannibal Rising, one of the most one of the films that I wish didn't exist. I didn't. I did see not that see that one. one. Oh, yeah. pisses, is that the one with the little kid? Yeah. Well, it's 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 he's, he's like a teenager and explains yeah. why he eats people. I'm like, you cannot explain. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Right. Sit down and stop trying. You know what's crazy though? That's also that's based on a book that's a part of that. No, 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 no. no. That book was written simultaneously with the movie by Uh, the author. Yeah, uh, to come out with it as a press thing. His book. That's a good. That actually used to happen a lot back in the day. Yeah. But this one, like Space Jam, the movie. Yes, of course. (laughs) The book. (laughs) But uh. 
Because I mean, he's another. Well, he's another one. Like his uh, Clarice. You know, you will not find me in any of your psychology books. Mm-hmm. I am pure evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's a good talking slasher. He can. Yes, he's yes. he's a good talking slasher villain. He's sort of. A but I feel like you only get away with the the eloquent talking slasher once, right? After that, you're just like, oh, they're doing a Hannibal Lecter thing. But he's right? not even like, really a it... slasher. We're thinking of him as he functions in the whole narrative. When you think about, let's look at uh, so uh, Michael Mann's. Well, like well, he he's not really a serial killer so much as he's just he's almost like the ones you read right. about in the news. When you think about his function, when Brian Cox played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, yeah. He's only in a couple scenes. Uh, that same story was adapted into Red Dragon, and yeah. then that was very Lecter-centric. Mm-hmm. And it's because of his iconic performance, where the killer was Buffalo Bill. He was yes, just an advisor right. on yep. the case that was so creepy and so iconic that we built a franchise. We get a Hannibal Rise, and we have fucking Hannibal the Show right now, yeah. which yeah, I hear good. is actually really good. I like Mads I Nicholson. Also, if I also hear that, like, if I remember correctly, he's only in like 12 minutes of Silence of the Lambs. Like, it's an enti- it's it's six, a, 16 minutes. It's 16, yep. it's 16 minutes is when small. he's in there. It's, yep. um, it's and so he, he is such a small thing. Glenn Wass, he has mm-hmm. that one monologue. So they tried to turn him into a slasher. And in that way, he's actually a lot like a slasher because Jason was never intended to be a thing except a nightmare right. at the end of the first yep. one. And then they just ran with it. And now he's been to space. So it's you know, <laughs> he's been to hell and space. <laughs> And Manhattan. And, and Manhattan. For like, for like for a little minutes. bit. Like, Long enough to punch a guy's head off, and that's it. <laughs> that's actually my own. That's one of the few sequences I really like in that I movie. I love that. Because he almost wins. Uh, he, almost, he gets so tired that he can't reach Jason. He's just I've like, never seen that okay, before. You get one shot, and then he punches his fucking head off. Oh. <laughs> okay, stop. I'm going to record this every time I get a chance. Every time I get a chance. Let's uh, like there will be a time when we need to talk about all 13, uh, 12, We're going to have to me. rewatch a lot of them. Uh, uh, can we do a fun thing maybe where you guys guide me through those? I've never seen a Jason We movie. totally can. Oh, Went yeah. back on, back more than a year ago because it was before I started dating my current girlfriend. We should do that as a segment. Like once every couple months, we just come in, we watch the next chapter and the three of us. I, can, I mean, I can, do, I can do right now all those movies from I'd memory. need to see him again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sa- I'm savvy on like three Six, seven, and eight. Just so you know, four, six, seven are the three best. Oh, my, my favorite Jason is six. That was six always, without a, without a I doubt. I love that one. I like Jason Goes no. to Hell a lot, even though it's not a Friday the 13th movie. It's a demon possession film yeah, when Jason shows up and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm here. Oh, and Jason, in a in a different form, kills the actor who plays Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's he great. Also, there's also an erotic uh, mustache shaving scene in <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> there is not an erotic mustache shaving scene in any of the Halloween Can films. You imagine I think that's a that mistake. It's 1993, though, and you see the Freddy glove pull Jason into <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, I'm losing my that shit. That would have, that would have, like, I knew that was coming by the time I saw Jason goes to hell. But if I had been 10 years older at the point and saw that, that would, I, I would have shit blood out of pleasure. Because <laughs> well, you know why so they, they they did that only because New Line owned the the. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then a fucking and, decade later, but, it happens. Oh, what I will say, uh, I think I was 18 when I saw. It. I was also 18 when I saw uh, John. Uh, Halloween. The movie we're talking yeah, about? Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. No, we're <laughs> not. Because it's my fucking fault. No, this I, uh, is great. That's the point of this podcast. Um, no. Okay. I was 18 when I saw Halloween. I, th- I saw Halloween, Jason Goes to Hell, um, and Jackie Brown all within two weeks of each other after having like a really bad car crash. Whoa. Um, it was just a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I got the movies 
and then I rolled my car and I got the movies out of my rolled car. That's a, a thing that happened with that. <laughs> with that. that was a Were f- they VHSs? No, 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 no. This was in probably 2007 or eight. Mm. Um, and then I, I watched them all in that. And the thing is, like, while I really like Halloween, I've always – it's one of those films, and I was actually trying to watch it and not treat it smart because it's yeah. so easy to watch Halloween and be like, mm. Now you have to understand that yeah. this first shot, uh, you, he's they're making you the killer and not being like, oh, no, I'm scared. But like it, it's it's interesting because it's a film that you just watch and uh, and you're like, you can't be unsmart watching it. You can't mm-hmm. watch it. And on a, I can't personally watch it on a visceral level without thinking like, oh, this is a handheld shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, look how J- uh, look how Michael Myers I'm chasing is chasing that because that's how it was as a kid because just everything I, was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I saw it as a youth. But Jason goes to hell. The 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 hand. I was like, that's. Yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. You know what? I didn't know was gonna happen. That the Necronomicon's just gonna fucking be in there yeah. and oh, just yeah. show yeah, up and be was... like, hey, the Necronomicon's here because you know you love Evil Dead and maybe this ca- is connected. And I'm like, yes, please. Oh please yeah. Well, that's because that. the original idea was they were gonna do uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Yeah. Uh, that was the what? What's his name? That's Je- in Je- the book. Jeff They're... Katzenberg, I believe. Right? Is that the producer's name? Uh, I think so. I I don't know. I've read the comic that there they wrote based on the there, script, and, yeah. and honestly, they should have made that movie. Yeah. I just see. I mean, that's the thing is, who's gonna see it? But yeah. I just seen it. Uh, it didn't get made because Bruce Campbell didn't want to do it. That was the only reason. They really, I don't blame him. I could it. see it. And then I know they're doing an Evil Dead TV show, which I'm very excited about. Yes, mm. and I actually heard that that is supposed to maybe have some sort of uh, place for Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah, I think it. I think it because I know the remake of Evil Dead, right. which is a spectacular. I did not see it. I would like oh, it. It's, it's a good. very good remake. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it is a, it it is my. It's like that's a movie movie for me. Yeah, okay. Where I'm like, oh, I like that they toy around with like the whole time. You don't know who's gonna be the final hero. Oh, who who ends up being Ash is so fucking earned. Yeah, like it's such oh, a man, cool I can't ending. Wait to see. Yeah, I want. And the thing that. is, that at the same and time, when you say who ends up being Ash, there's absolutely no Ash in the movie. No, it's just who yeah, ends yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, playing so that cog yeah, in the yeah, machine, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they kept the gore factor. Up. Oh, they oh, shot yeah. it phenomenal. It was tough to keep that. And one I gotta say, I was pretty pleased with the way that they handled the tree rape in a way that wasn't uh, tasteless nor just a throwaway. No, it was, it, and it meant something. Yeah, it, it fit into the movie. It wasn't just a throwaway reference. Interesting. And it wasn't ex- exploitative for the sake of that. It was an ooey gooey piece of the narrative. It was. It made awesome. rape sentimental. Oh, you said and, that. And <laughs> as as a tag to the original, I appreciated it because one of the cool things about Evil Dead is the tree rape. It's a funhouse moment of yeah. craziness. Well, it's a, it's a moment where like the who it might be Stephen King who says you should not feel safe in the hands of the creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's part of what horror is. Yeah, everything's like, game. Anything yeah, like it's you. like you can die by anything, and like they'll do anything. Mm-hmm. They'll kill that fucking dog. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers will. Kill. Right. I yeah, love yeah. when Michael Myers killed that dog, yeah. and I forgot about that. But yeah. I love when they kill dogs in movies. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing for you to. <laughs> it's, it's almost, it's almost like killing you a dog. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that's an all bets are off moment. Yeah, it is, yeah. and yeah. that's actually a really gruesome shot because. Because I honestly don't know how they did it. Because it I looks was thinking like a real whole dog time. Right? that goes from alive to limp. Yeah, just so you know uh, how they did that. They killed that dog. Yeah, yeah that, that was wasn't Dan. mine. Who said that? That was, was that Dan. you. That was, no, really that was Dan. Fun. No, yeah. that was you. That was it might have been. I just said if you didn't know, you'd think they would. Oh, I thought I thought what you said was, oh no, uh, they killed that dog. That's how they oh, got no. that shot. And I was like, oh no, I hope that's not it's true. It's like apocalypse now. They fucking killed that cow. Yeah, there's a and I said, wow. Well, apocalypse. They killed that cow. 
the oh, cow that's I killed thought you were, the I thought you were talking about Cannibal Holocaust, where they kill that turtle. That that made me not eat meat for a little bit. I can see the that. turtle. Yeah, you know, there's it's a PETA great. version of that where they don't show that stuff. It was like three minutes long. I guess I don't know. It's we're on, going tonight. <laughs> I can't wait to it, go yeah. see this tonight. It's on the DVD because I own the DVD of Hannibal, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. It's actually Han- Hannibal Holocaust. Hannibal Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next prequel. Hannibal Holocaust. That, that's like Cannibal Holocaust. It's a movie. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, no. it's been years. Okay. Long it's time. a it's a movie that like if you're gonna do horror, like it's one that you like reach for, and once you reach for it, you start you like you like have to get on top of it and realize what's around, and then it's like the August Underground shows up, and like the Serbian and Serbian film shows oh, up, man. and mm. Martyrs shows <laughs> up, and I literally I haven't I, seen Martyrs, and I keep hearing that's great. I got the, the honest truth is I got to Cannibal Holocaust. I did one of I did like a half August Underground, and I was like, I'm fucking out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm Have done. you seen Inside? Like, I out. People keep telling Somebody me that of all the modern Inside horror today. movies, Inside should yeah. be the movie I see, and I'm just having trouble obtaining it without paying. <laughs> That's all this. Yeah, I was at. I, a, I, I, I know it's going to be on Netflix one day. That's really. My I was thing. at Fye trying to spend five dollars on Halloween so we could watch it tonight, and the guy was like, "Oh, if you're looking for horror movies, he was like, we probably don't have it, but you should see this movie Inside." I was like, "What's Everyone that?" He's like, it's it. a French movie. He was like, it, and this is what he said, and this is why I don't want to see it, because this was the way he described it. I was like, this, you're this fucking guy, and you're telling me about this movie? I don't want to see I'm this so movie. I'm so excited. Tell me. He was like, he goes, it is, uh, it's brutal. He was like, it's gruesome. He goes, I'm the kind of guy, gross stuff happens, I'm laughing at it. You know, most horror movies, they make me laugh. Like, he literally, yeah, he, yeah. it was an actual thing a human being said to me. He was like, <laughs> he was like this fucking... This is some shit, man. Huh. Well, do you know the plot of it? No, I don't know anything about From it. From what I understand, it's about a pregnant woman running from another woman who's obsessed with cutting her baby out of her and making it her own. Oh, there's a couple of those I've yeah. seen. But I hear this one is like exceptional, and everyone recommends it, and all of like my favorite online horror reviewers like put that up there, but they always pair it with things like Martyrs. Mm. And Martyrs, I believe, is on Netflix. So I'm going to have to watch I, yeah, that. Yeah, that's something yeah, I've like... I've seen that one pop up. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's I don't. Have you, have you seen it? Brutal? No. I don't know. Uh, I'm out of the horror game. Now. Have you seen I don't what was go that far anymore? Oh, hold on. Um, oh, inside. Inside. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't seen that. No, I no. Okay. Sorry, I try not to do cross talk in the oh, yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah, that kinda, for kinda listeners, that is nothing. I feel like I should like. I just want to bring this up since we're talking about other horror films. The last really, really other than the Evil Dead remake. Uh, which never got big is the signal. I love that. Oh, movie. the three part one, the signal. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, not I the new signal. Film. It's oh. it's great. It's got um actually AJ Bowen's in it from Your Next. He's the okay. the boyfriend Wait, of the the. We're not talking about the Lawrence Fishburne one that just came out. No, no. Okay, no, it's something else. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, else. this came out a couple years ago. It's, it's three it's, different directors that do three different takes on this one story in just three different areas of this world, but they're all connected. Interesting. And it goes from like really horrifying horror to like very funny mumblecore style humor. It's good shit. To back to horror to an existential thing at the end. It's really cool. Really huh. good. Yeah, and actually the 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 mumblecore thing has one of my favorite moments because mm. there's there's a moment where like something really, really terrible happens and the tone of the film doesn't break, but you it's a character you've grown to like, and you realize, like, oh, no. But it, it does that Brazil thing where, like, oh, no, uh, where the guy is in the bag, and he runs away, and the pinball sound starts happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Terry Gillian, like, oh, you want you think that's fucking funny? You think that's yeah. fucking... He's going to die. And that happens in this one without a tone break. Oh, it's, it's spectacular. I, just, I wanted to pitch that, because people who are cool listening movie. to this are into horror films, and if you're into horror films, 
the signal is one to definitely. Okay. And the DVD that has sounds cool. shorts I'll on it. I'll put it this way. When I first saw the signal, I was watching it with one of my friends, and we got wicked stoned. And there was just the very first scene where it starts to break, and there's the guy just walking around the hallway uh, yeah. sticking people. She looked at me, and she was like, I, I don't think I can watch this anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, But I wanted to watch this, so she left. <laughs> but it's like that kind of a movie. But all I could think was like, oh, if she stuck around, she would have dug this because it gets really funny, you know. But it was interesting. Uh, and she dug, she's like a, the type of chick that digs that stuff. Yeah. But she was like very horrified. It's it's a very effective movie, but it's very funny. Yeah, that I that's partly why like there is a part of me that's like, oh, I don't like horror movies, even though like when I see them, I generally speaking, I really enjoy them. Uh, I there I just I have this thing inside of me that like I'm. A, I'm someone's eventually going to show me something that like I won't be able to unsee and I don't want to like get that far. I'm like chasing that dragon. Yeah. I can do that for you. I'm sure <laughs> I can bring you something to your table. I mean, I'm te- if you've never done Cannibal Holocaust, it's I never a, have. it's it is it is acid of a movie. Like you get huh? to the other you know how people when they do acid, they're like, "Listen, I can't explain it to you. You're just going to have to do it." And then you get to the other side of it and then you're different. <laughs> Cannibal? This could happen tonight if you want to do this movie. I can't wait. Cannibal Holocaust will change you as a human. It puts, I don't know if I want to do that. It puts you do. Chase if you it, are man. if you are a if you are a movie <laughs> fan, you are out you you have to do at least one necromaniac. Uh, you have to do something that that will that will bother you for a month and a half. You have to do M. Here's the thing about this one too is this is a double threat because not only will it stick with you for a month and a half, but you're seeing like a truly historical piece yeah, of I film. Know. Yeah, I mean it, and it's 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 one that you have to see it. You have no other choice. It's, <laughs> all it's almost the same as if someone said, "I love movies. Have you seen Halloween?" No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, or I love slashes. Have you seen Halloween? No. What? You're wasting my yeah. fucking time. Get out <laughs> no, of my I like. Face. I saw Sorority Row, the new one, like four times. With I don't Rumor they, Willis. I don't think they would call it the new one. They would just say Sorority Row, oh, yeah, yeah. the recent one. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't know it was new. <laughs> The one with Rumor Willis. <laughs> oh. so, so, so. I, Actually, that had a really good death in it. Um, a girl got a, a wine bottle in her mouth, but it was like the girl shoved the wine bottle. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. The killer's a girl. Shoved the, the, the wine bottle. It's called Sorority Row. And then fucking hammers it into the girl's yeah. face. It's oh, fucking hardcore. That's an interesting. That wasn't actually that bad of a movie, to tell you the truth, in ter- as that thing, as those go. That's an interesting thing about Halloween. Halloween doesn't have imp- doesn't have particularly impressive kills. Bless you. I was gonna say when you were saying it cheats a lot, uh, as a as just a movie like filming something and making a movie, it cheats a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of blood or gore or even like actually seeing a knife enter a body. One there's is like true. hardly any of that. One it's of the- after Halloween that really the the, the actual you know, gore of it, gore as yeah. as part of painting the picture became part of the movie. This isn't about the gore; it's about the death. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, this one's more hands-on. And yeah, yeah, slasher films have a very specific Jason doesn't type strangle; of he rips gore. heads off, um, and he he squishes. He's yeah. a big squisher. <laughs> he crunches heads in 3D. But in most slasher films that aren't very serious, the more you know, the Jason style, um, there's the agreement that we're going to show you some fucked up deaths. They're going to look a little bit hokey, but there's going to be a magic trick to them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know exactly how we do them. We're going to do a triple decapitation. And there's going to be uh, you going, oh, look at that makeup. There is no like cool makeup. The most effective death in Halloween for me, John Carpenter's Halloween, was the horn death with the pretty girl. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Are there? Um, Wait, what? Yeah. The horn death. 
The horn um, bed. What do you mean? In the car. In the car. Oh, and, oh, and it's just her. Because that's and, why I was confused. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That yeah, actually stuck with me as a kid because I I remember being affected by the device of her dead body leaning on the yeah. horn. I, and I love that. That really that stuck with me. That was the, the first the shot where you you hear it in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a great shot. It's yeah. like um, in the hills have eyes. There was supposed to be a scene where one of the characters screams out no, and it goes out. The camera goes out into space, then oh, comes yeah. back. It's that shot for. I love that. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you said the horn death. There's lit. I was thinking there's literally a scene in um the town that dreaded sundown where the murderer puts the knife on the end of a trombone and. <laughs> And stabs. A I don't girl. know what is the the, awesome. the. Do I need to listen to that podcast? Is that from no, last no, week? No, no, no. It's oh. um, it's just a it's a movie that I watched on Netflix. I there's there's going to be a remake that's that's done. It's just not released. Oh, okay, but it's from the same guy who made Legend of Boggy Creek, and it has oh. a very similar tone to that. I'm excited. Yeah, but and, and Hatchet, the, I think there's a, is a recent example of that. Which oh, has there's that, three of those now. Yeah, I've, yeah, never yeah, seen I've only those. seen those. And, and an example of what I'm sorry, get, get me back on track. Of the magic trick that okay. is a good makeup effect. Okay, but this this I. I, it's sort of I enjoyed Hatchet a lot, actually. I like the first yeah. one a lot. I, I love that scene too. where he rips the guy's head in half. Oh, yeah. Um, but this doesn't have any of that. It's just, all kills have weight. Mm-hmm. Though there is a final girl. Like, and she is. Yes. She doesn't. She does smoke. She does smoke weed, but she doesn't fuck. Mm-hmm. And she follows a lot of the final girl principles. Ben Tramer? Sorry. The guy that she's going to go to the homecoming oh, dance that's, with. I, and now I, that her friend's I dead, she can never cancel That was it. why I was like, oh, I forgot they smoke weed in this. Because I was like, wait, she shouldn't smoke weed. But it's before we right, set up know, the final yeah, the rules. doesn't work, do that. Yeah. And I don't know what film follows the final girl like exactly. To a T. I know. You know don't I mean? they all kind of break the rules a little bit? Don't I, they all bend them and break them in different ways? I'm trying to think of like who has a final girl in it that is definitely like the virginal final girl. Because uh, I, there's a very recent example, but I don't want to spoil it. Oh, I think I was, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't actually. You I, just watched it and loved it. I ju- Oh, oh yes. Absolutely. Can you tell me the yeah. director? Uh, Adam Wingard. Oh, okay, I don't know it then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the I was gonna say like maybe Sydney from Scream actually because that's sort of the point of Scream is to like. No, she has sex in the middle though. Does she? Yeah, yeah she, she has that's, sex. That's, like that's one of the one big, of the, one of the big points that she ends up. Ends okay, up he convinces her he's not, remember he's not those the killer. That well, yeah, but because they actually red herring him, then they cross him off the list, and then they. Oh right, the okay, yeah. I remember now. Yes, yeah. One of my favorite moments in uh, Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. which is playing with that yes. genre of it, is when they go to her and she's like, "Yeah, we needed the virgin." She's like, "I'm not a." Ver- Man, we had to get close enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's uh, one of my favorite. Yeah. Like, we we work with what we have. Yeah, yeah. that was great. That is, oh, I love that movie. That movie that is so great. good. My my girlfriend doesn't like horror films, mm. and I respect that, and I understand that. She we still watch that movie. Together oh yeah, I'm like it's so good. That's a great movie. We are the gods, and we must be pleased. Yes, yeah. That's it's it's very true. We are the old ones, the ancient ones. So, I think Scully. I think you know this, and I think I might try to bring this up earlier. What is the later mythology of these films i know three completely you might know it too. three is you know, three Go- more days till halloween silver shamrock and the masks they blow up your head i've but only seen the first three so i don't know okay because i know like it goes Druid generic show slasher up. and then in the sixth one they tie his his evil to a druidian mm-hmm. uh a, like a, a druish man. curse to quote spaceballs druish curse based on the six. Druish i know that what was that? There's a whole comic book series based on the six. I don't know how far that goes, but I mean, 
It really just goes generic slasher. They try to give it something more with mm-hmm. the Druids one. Paul Rudd shows up, punches him in the face. That happens. And then they bring back uh, Laurie Strode for Halloween H2O. Or as Larry Buster King Rimes? called it at the time, yeah, H20. No, 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 that's not Buster Rimes. Rimes. This is the one that actually on the opening credits has one of my favorite things. It says, and introducing Josh Hartnett. <laughs> and so, and this was this came out of the crazy era because I saw this in the theater. And there's a scene where where Jamie Lee Curtis slams a door shut. And there's a window in it and holds Michael Myers out, and then he like looks up in the window. And right when he looks under the window, no lie, like 25 laser pointers hit the screen. <laughs> uh, I was like, it, it, that's the time when that started. Yeah. Happening. That was a thing. That, yeah. was a, that was a huge. And then but the it was green also laser a great pointers moment. came out. Like, I'll remember that forever because it was like, oh, that's actually not a bad movie. H2O for what it is. But that was to be the end of the story arc. That was it. She cuts his head off. The end. And then in Halloween Resurrection, the one where they're doing an internet reality show filmed inside of the Myers house where Michael Myers just happens to be because he didn't get his head cut off. He put his mask on someone else and his head was cut off and he's actually alive. And Jamie Lee Curtis's agreement was, can we please stop making these or at the very least, can you just fucking kill me? (laughs) And so she gets killed in the first scene. Very first scene of the movie. And that's the one with Buster Rhymes. That's the one with Buster Rhymes. The movie closes with him. They're wheeling away the uh, dead question mark, Michael Myers. And he's going, Michael Myers ain't a killer. (laughs) He ain't a killer. (laughs) He's a killer shark. And he, he refers to him as like a dark force. He basically just says out loud what the original Halloween is good at creating without what? saying. He's like, he's a force. He can't be stopped. He a killer shark. I, when it comes to horror... <laughs> where's, where's, where's Watkins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You, you have to you have to show him make make him show me that I didn't know he could do that till right now he does a, oh, a bit of a Buster, a Buster Rhymes, Rhymes directing traffic <laughs> yeah and he just does oh, yeah, that one. well he does traffic he, he just he de- I mean he doesn't <laughs> say <laughs> words he just he does a great fake Buster Rhymes yeah. and just does hand motions like he's directing traffic he really doesn't do much more than but yeah. the fact that like the the, t- the way that it just it comes yeah, out of nowhere Buster really Rhymes blows flow, up yeah, yeah. I I I am really sad. That we no longer live in a time where we give horror movies sequels. Instead, we reboot them and remake them. It bums me out. So I prefer. I will always prefer Jaws Four, which is garbage. Oh, to, let's go, my cocaine. To yeah, and that's the only reason he was in that movie was to buy cocaine. <laughs> yeah, um, I need to buy. I'm no, my cocaine. The, I need to kid, buy my that, cocaine. That, that's the movie where the quote comes from. I think. Really? It, you know the Michael um, uh, uh, yeah, the yeah, quote you, uh, have you seen this movie no but I saw the house it bought and it is gorgeous yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that movie that's where that quote is from yeah. but I always will prefer like a Jaws 4 to like a remake of I I when they remade when they decided to reboot the Jason the Friday the 13th series I was so sad yeah. they were two away from 13 yeah like yeah, yeah. I was so bummed out and I, I love the idea of like I guess Saw did it. Saw, you got all... It was, it was, I, and I like Saw. I like the whole series. And I like... Yeah, the, yeah I love all those. I, great. I, I, I think the first one's a legitimately good movie. I do too, actually. And the rest of them are just great schlock. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just... And it's just... It's just creative ways. And, How okay, I'll tell... Um, so, I have a, a... I watched the last Saw... I watched everyone in the theaters. 
Um, and Dude, I saw, the 3D one was fucking great. It was. I it love was great that. I cried in that movie <laughs> <laughs> because um, the one of the producers died, and they put it in. They removed oh. his name for a while. He died after like the second or third one, mm. and they removed his name for a while. And in the final film, they put his name back up because you know they were finishing out the series. And I like, I'm watching this film, and uh, and they show his name, and I think back to like like the first one I saw on a date, and then the second one I saw with friends who are who have passed, and like the third one I saw with friends I'm not close with, and the fifth one I saw with a different date. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I come to this final like this final one, and they show the name, and I just start tearing up as a man is dragging himself without a foot, oh, yeah. and I'm like, this is a weird moment in my life. Like, oh, good memories. Good memories I, that's my defensive porn. saw is that it was essentially our Jason style oh, franchise yeah. in that the first one never intended any sequels. Nope. Someone ran with it. There's a 3D entry and it came out every year on Halloween time. You know, like that's yep. it was a blast. I'll for take a while. It. And now it's I paranormal mean, activity. And it, I they're going to redo saw and I hope they don't reboot I want a it. New slasher. That's what I want. I want a new slasher yeah, movie. Oh. That's what we I mean, need. A brand new yeah. one. But the problem is we don't make good we don't make fun slashers anymore. We're too like you got to finish watching your next. Yeah, that's got the tone of that fun that you but that's need. A, that's a break in that movie though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not I a slasher mean, movie. The thing about a, a good slasher movie is when you switch over to cheap physical of cheap physical effects look cool. Cheap special effects done physically and with makeup look cool, and it looks like a magic trick. Cheap special effects done with CG is garbage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so sure. We talked about this before. With CG, you're going, check it out. I can make it look like this happened. Yeah. When you're doing the real thing, you're going, oh, we made this happen, and we pointed a camera at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and even though it looks, I'm doing air quotes here, fake, it looks tangible, and it actually shares you the space. It, Whereas yeah. the CGI is like, oh, that looks photo real, but I know you're, you're not yeah. standing next to that. Yeah. I know that that's not actually affecting it's, you. Look what it looks like we did versus look what we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could you imagine John Carpenter's Halloween with CG? Doesn't that disgust <laughs> we, you? We were joking around uh, like, earlier tonight that like the if there was like a George Lucas remastered version of it, like if Carpenter went back into his own Halloween and just sort of like updated it with modern effects... It would just have like the uh, the William Shatner's face would just be digitally over the William yeah. Shatner mask, <laughs> a la the Terminator, like the fourth Terminator oh, movie, God. like that effect. Piece That's of trivia to that. Uh, another thing John Carpenter said at his Q and A is after his movie comes out, he never watches it again. That's a, that's the Woody Allen treatment. Yeah. He doesn't want to see it. He's over it. And like I think that's a shame because. Uh, Halloween's a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, usually yeah, watch it at least once a year. He should totally join yeah. in. But I, what I did, and I, what I love about this, and it's it's another thing I wish people did, is uh, the the DVD you got, and I understand you got it because it was cheap. It wasn't like digitally remastered. Yes, it had that like it had the grain film grain, yeah, yeah. and um, it lot. I hate that they take the they're not actually called cigarette burns. They're called something else. But yeah, cigarette burns come yeah. from Fight Club. That's mm-hmm. not a real term. Yeah. But they had the little the marks in it. Yep. But that's not in it. But it has that film grain in it, and it is of its time. You yes. know what I mean? And that's you can see his uh, the uh, John Carpenter's cigarette smoke in certain shots. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that and that's that's true. There's a couple shots where it just seems foggy, yeah. and it's because he's just sitting behind the camera smoking. Is he is he meaning to blow it in? Or no, is he no, just no. Like, he's I just, have a nick he's just, I gotta he's get just this smoking. In. Uh, he's just a badass twenty five year old yeah. dude, just like yeah, hey, making a movie. <laughs> 
I'm going to scare the tits off these kids. <laughs> and then I'm going to show... And I, ah. it, oh, and you get to see tits in it. I, it's, yeah. a, it's a horror film. They're, we're going to put some TNA in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, one of these days, there's going to be Michael Myers lunchboxes. I don't know. I don't know. But they'll, they'll make like 10 of these things. What? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> hey, we'll put one in 3D. I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do three. I'm yeah, going yeah. to do, do one. I'm going to do one that kind of clears everything up. And then these masks are going to turn these kids' faces into worms. So he did <laughs> actually make the third one? Yes, he made the third. Because his idea idea was the first two were supposed to go he together. He didn't make the third one. I think he's a producer. He's a producer. The third yeah, yeah. He, he wanted it it's to be directed a, by someone else. A, you're right. But yeah. he was behind the third one. Yeah, he wanted to make a Halloween branded anthology right. film. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Which anthologies are dead. No, yeah. no, VHS, bro. Uh, it, needed, it needs a. I. You know what I want more than anything is funny because I rewatched it and it, they're bad. What creep show? No, I like creep. I like creep show yeah. a lot. No, it's Tales from the Crypt. Oh, I was, yeah. I, oh that was my yeah. favorite. I, I, re- I recent. I when I say recently, like three days ago, because I'm uh, pairing up for my, all my horror knowledge. I'm really trying to get ready for the October sixteenth movie, yes. movie live, uh, Philomoka. Movie, movie live yes. at Philomoka, probably yes. the coolest place you can <laughs> perform. Uh, it is. We it, should have you every month. Um. We actually got to start wrapping up soon if we are going to see this movie. That's true. And we have a couple segments I, to do. Oh, sorry. But no, no, keep going, please. No, I, f- I feel bad. I talk too goddamn it's much. Okay. So. That's the point of a podcast. Yeah. But I, I, I've gone off yeah, subject. I like dive in. Yeah, I feel bad. I just, what do you think of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> or other movies? Do you like Jason movies? Yeah, they're good. They're, it's What's your favorite? Movies. Jason goes the hell out of those. Do you know no, those no, guys just, were like 21 when they made it? They were ridiculous. There's two different guys. And when they wrote and made it, they were Cunningham only like... Cunningham tw- and who's the other one, right? Uh, dude, Sha- I'm out. Sean S. Cunningham is the one. But uh, I don't know who the other and one is. Du- it introduced my favorite uh, Jason character, which is Duke and Crate. Yes. Which is the Jason Hunter. When he starts eating the heart. Yeah. And then, um, mm, the and when he breaks that guy's fingers for no apparent reason, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that in ages. Yeah, and only a Voorhees can stop the worm demon <laughs> from possessing <laughs> different people. That's a rule that's always been there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a movie with a great bad '90s weave. <laughs> like in the beginning, there's uh, just this topless woman for no apparent reason, and she has the best worst hair. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, th- I just fucking uh, I guess to put a pin in just talking about Halloween, so we can oh, I get the up. show wrapped up. I no, it's okay. I fucked I up just, so bad. I, no, no, because that's this is good because yeah. you know there's there's a hundred things we can say about Halloween, but it's what it leads us into. That, yeah, that exactly. Makes it yeah, worth that, it. And so we I think we got into yeah, that was perfect. And you know what? See, ha- I feel good because we didn't just like tell the story of Halloween. Right, exactly. Because there are some movies you should just explain to people and yes. they never have to see. Halloween isn't one of them. No, 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 see you have that to movie, it. God damn it! It's an experience. Yeah. Yeah, even uh, if you don't like horror films, see that yeah, movie because yeah. you should know that movies in the seven, uh, yeah, seventies were already in cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, and that's actually a great point. This movie is cool. It's like legitimately cool. Like yeah. you watch it, and oh, you're just yeah. like, oh, this is a cool. It's just it's well, got, this is the word you an said. Atmosphere to it, that's, classy. Uh, yeah, nobody ever says yeah. Halloween. Said it, it actually has yeah. a class to it, whereas it like does. the other ones revel in their in their schlock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't at any moment say check out the the right. horror show. It's just this is happening, and, and it's it has scary. some of my favorite. The only f- horror film from the seventies that I like the lighting better in, I think, is Suspiria because the lighting in that is fucking spectacular. Uh, I've never seen Suspiria. The, the lighting yeah, in that is spectacular. I too, yeah, but I gotta say the I get put out by the the color of the blood. Uh, the, oh, I love that milky like, color. Oh, I I feel oh, like it. I it's, love it. It looks like sometimes it looks like strawberry jam, sometimes and it other looks times like a it looks crown. like amoxicillin. I, I, I love that. I don't. I don't need anything to look real in a movie. Yeah, I, I wish. Oh, it's more certainly stuff was effective, fake. and yeah. it, and it certainly puts a brand on on like the Argento but, kind of thing. Yeah, and I, but the scene in uh, 
Halloween where the, the everything's lit by the rear lights of the yes. car. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. No, we don't make that anymore. No, we just we, apparently film doesn't pick those colors up or something because we just <laughs> stopped doing that. Yeah, it's all digital now. Yeah. It's digital now, so you don't have to put as much thought into framing it because you can just re-record it and erase it. When you're when you're a 25 year old filmmaker and you have to buy film stock to expose in a projector, every shot has to count. And yeah. so when you're setting up those shots, you start to think like, "Well, let's do this with it, and, let, and let, let, let's do this with it, and how about we make the camera do that?" And all the ideas get out because once you say cut, like you have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, you, know, old you exposed that footage and you bought it yourself. You know, you bought that film and it's if not. If you buy cheap. a million, you get champagne. That's all I know. Exactly. If you buy a million <laughs> feet of film, you get champagne. <laughs> well, I say we put in final thoughts about the movie because we're gonna do a little preview of the uh, of the movie movie live, and we're gonna play a game from the upcoming show, and so we're gonna have you, Brandon, and you, Frank, compete against each other. In a uh, round of of a game that we like to call Ten Things I Know About Movies," and um, the way this is gonna work. Uh, well, I mean, before we get into it, does anyone have anything else they want to add about Halloween? I don't want to cut it off. No, I just fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's man. fucking it's, great. It's classic. It, it's, I think so the good. title's appropriate in that it's a really good movie to watch around Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it really captures that that eerie magic, mm -hmm. it's a that great presence. Movie to show people who hate horror films. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. like it, it's, it's not actually you know it's not gory at all. There's nothing it's over not, the top. Yeah, on it's it. it's legitimately just scary. Oh, and it. Do you know what I mean? It Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it pairs well with Carrie. I think it's a good movie to pair with Carrie. I like that. If That's you're a having recommendation. a, a yeah. spooky movie night, yeah. that you don't want to go over yeah. the top. I only recently That's... watched Carrie for the first time, and it was one of those that I just kind of dismissed. Like, oh, it's one of those movies. It's probably pretty good. Then I watched it. Was like, that is a fucking styling movie. Oh, like, that movie it still a, scares the That shit is De Palma. You forget, you know. And I the the split screen. Oh, oh God, yeah. Such of its era. So good. She's walking down the road. So yeah, pair those two movies together. Creepy ass sequence. Yeah. And maybe like a P. G horror film, just those Poltergeist. Three. Poltergeist. We watched one last, last week, week, and it's great. horrifying. The Pol gate, throw the gate in. Yeah. Oh, the gate's great. Oh, what's man. the gate? I don't know the gate. Yeah, I've never seen the gate. Baby Stephen Dorff. What? So they, the gate to hell opens up in Inside the uh, their, their yard. Yeah, in the backyard. That's they gotta dig a hole and. There's like it's one of those those movies with like little weekend. dude monsters. Oh, I yeah. love little dude monsters. Little dudes. I legitimately love little dude monsters. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh. I'll have to see the gate. I'm so upset. I don't know that. There's <laughs> two. Okay. But anyway, we're going to do 10 things I know about movies. Uh, Garrett, do you have any sort of writing implement and recording hey, implement uh, so that they can buzz in? Or we can just do where if you have an answer, you can whisper it to Garrett and lock it in. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't, yeah, once, once one of you guys is ready to guess, like, let me know. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, the one we've chosen has a little bit of dialogue that we have to do, you and I. So oh, you might right. want to pull up the Google yeah, Doc. It's at the you. very top of the 10 things Google Doc. So the way that this works while Garrett's pulling that up is we're going to give you 10 facts about a movie. Now, with each fact, the way we would play it in the live show, the first fact is worth 10 points. The second is worth nine. When you have an answer as to what movie you think it is, you can lock it in for that many points. But... The, the clues will illuminate the answer more the further you go. So it's beneficial to lock in early for points' sake, but you'll get more information if you stay in the game longer. So the way that we'll do this is I will give you the facts, and when you have an answer, say you want to lock it in and just tell it to Garrett, and he'll lock in the yeah. points. So um, here we go. Like this is. Uh, Did this make sense to everybody? Yeah, it's like Quizzo, right? 
Essentially, yeah. Is Quizzo? I don't know. I've never played Quizzo. Kind of. So the first fact is we give you the genre, the year, and the Rotten Tomatoes rating. So this is a movie. Of course, it's a horror film. It's from 1985, and it has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do either of you guys think you can guess what this movie is based on that fact? Are you don't. willing to lock in an answer? That's it. No, All right, no, more no, clues. No, this is so. the budget and the box office. The budget of the movie <laughs> was $3.5 million. The box office worldwide was $34 million. So pretty huge success for a pretty cheap movie. Wait, well, can you repeat? $3.5 million no, the budget. First question. Uh, yeah. 1985? Oh, 85, 85, 82%. So like well-liked, mid-80s, small budget, did fairly well. And you got to think, budget. though, too... Um, with the 80s, this movie predates Rotten Tomatoes, so a lot of the reviews are based on uh, subsequent sort of DVD releases. About, uh, uh, yeah. Might might rec- recommend a... What was that? Like Face Off. That's so funny because the, the 10 things facts that are right below this are for the movie Face Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. Um, no, here's another not. fact it's for great. you. No, for eight not. points. It's we'll argue later. It's a song was written for this movie with the title, The World Inside Your Eyes. Anybody? Anybody? I don't know why I thought that was going to tip Goran off. Somehow, yeah, yeah. Somehow no, I thought I, your knowledge of these things would be so vast. You'd be like, oh, I fucking know what movie it, that it, song my is My knowledge from. is so like specific to certain. Like, I can yeah. tell you the Chris Ben Glover dance from... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is a fact about the movie. The gore and intestines used in this movie were made from real pig intestines. They became so smelly that the actors had trouble finishing their scenes. If you know it, you can lock it in or we're moving forward. More facts? Oh, I need another yeah, fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, this is a quote from the movie. Um, <laughs> this is a great, this is great. I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. Anybody? I, I'm bringing shame to my family. All right, all right. <laughs> the next clue is a character name. The character's name is Captain Rhodes. Uh-huh. All right, we're down to four points. Four points. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Another character's name, Bub. Oh, okay. I'm Are you going to buzz in? Whisper it in, whisper it in, whisper in, in Garrett's ear, and then we'll keep moving to see. Okay. Yeah, you can't yeah, just you, you can't just say it out loud. Oh, I, I am. God damn. You possibly mm-hmm. could. You do sign? How about you, ty- how about you type it into the screen yeah, of your phone and hold it up to him? Do you have any clue? This wow. next clue is going to give it away. Right I'm curious to see if he's got it, but we'll wait till the end. Hmm. E- either it is or you played a dirty trick on me. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. I got this guy. Do you want the next clue? He's in for four points yeah, yeah, if I'm he's go right. One more. Yeah. Next clue is the director's name. This movie's directed by George A. Romero. <laughs> um, all do right. You, do, you, yeah. do, you have, do you have a guess? Because you can just guess yeah, out loud yeah. at this point. What do you say? I'm saying Day of the Dead. You you are correct. You're correct. Unfortunately, uh, Brandon T. Gordon is also correct for four points. Uh, four points. Can we still do the the other quote from the movie? Yeah, yeah, the next clue is great. a quote from the movie, so uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna act this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to take the first line? Yeah. Well, you, yeah, 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 yeah. you, you want to do the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I like. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna let. Uh, like like we practiced earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. We did this like seven times. We were doing yeah. it in different voices, different everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently he was in the military. Return the salute. See what he does. You want me to salute that pile of walking pus? Salute my ass! Your ignorance is succeeded only by your charm, Captain. How can we expect them to behave if we act barbarically ourselves? Day of the fucking dead. Speaking, so good. Speaking of Day of the Dead and George A. Romero, I'm directing a show 
Uh, that oh, opens on opens on Halloween. Uh huh. Um, Where's the theater? Uh, Milburn Stone Theater. It's in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Cecil County, Maryland. If you go to milburnstonetheater.org. say that out loud again. What theater? Milburn Stone Theater. Milburn Stone. Milburn, Milburn Stone. Um, this well, this right now, my girlfriend's in Adam's family, the musical, but this won't be out in time. Um, but the weekend of Halloween, we're doing five shows. Um, I don't remember the exact dates, the exact time. It's like eight o'clock and midnights, but I don't remember how they fall. And it's Night of Living Dead, mm-hmm. and it's a live performance of it. And Bob Denton, who works at the theater and is my superior, and myself are directing it. And it's not like it's a script that we pulled from the film. It's not. It's a. It's an honest take on the movie. It's an honest live take on the movie. It's an immersive theater experience. Um, and when is this? I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I'm kind of there. It's Halloween weekend. It's Halloween weekend. Okay. And it, if Halloween weekend, uh, yeah, and it's that weekend. We have midnight shows. Cool. And it's uh, we have an amazing cast. It's like it's spectacular. It's a spectacular show. I'm actually going to miss one of our. And it's a multimedia experience thing. And Beautiful. It's like nothing you've seen before. We treat zombies um, with the respect and the fear that they deserve. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> right and on. We don't call them ga- zombies. We call them ghouls because that's what they were back then. We are classy. <laughs> Very nice. Very, Very nice. nice. That's exciting. Well, you can uh, find me on the Twitter box at Dan Scully. You can check out regretfulmorning.com for some writings. Also, uh, check out supercrappyfuntime.com for the other podcast. And of course, of course, do not forget Movie Movie Live with this wonderful gentleman, Brandon Gorn. We have Chris McGraw. We have Dan Vitrano. It is the spooky Halloween edition, uh, October 16th. That's a Thursday night at 8 o'clock at Philomoka on 12th and Spring Garden. It is 5 dollars as always wonderful prizes gonna be a fantastic time and uh just get in kick kick into the spirit it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be fun frank you got anywhere you want to plug on the internet places people can find you things you're doing um, i'll be in maple shade okay at home or lord's willingboro emergency if you get hurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you find I'll yourself on the you receiving up. end of a, of a killer's knife yeah. frank will patch up me Fair enough. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. It's with an F. You can find our show on Twitter at I Like Two Movie. It's with the number two. Facebook.com/slash I Like Two Movie. Uh, you can find us on uh, on iTunes. It's where you can subscribe. You can rate us. Throw us some five star ratings if you please, uh, and a couple of comments. That'd be nice to read something about the show. Uh, you can uh, hear my voice featured in a cool video my friend Dan Angelucci made that I want to plug called uh, Introducing Carrot. Uh, check that out on Vimeo. Uh, and uh, yeah, come see Movie Movie Live October sixteenth. All horror movie edition. It's going to be super fun. We got some crazy games playing this month. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I think that about does it for this week. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a thing. Let's wrap this shit up. Should All we right. get a bad review of Halloween or should oh, we skip yes. over that? No, no, no. Do it real quick. Yeah, real let's quick. See if we can find and then we're going to go review. out on our, our patented outro uh, that you guys will just understand as we do it. So we will just point at you and you will be part of it. You'll know exactly how that works when we do it. I don't have to explain it at all. Brandon, I, you look nervous. I, I, I can tell this yeah, is something that makes you oh, nervous. No. <laughs> no, I know Brandon well enough to know that if I just kept explaining it more and more about how it's not explainable, he would get more and more nervous. I Who wants to take a guess at the I've Rotten Tomatoes score of Halloween? Again, this is... Let's, let's go around, just time. a guess. Yeah. Uh, 74%. I'm going to go 92. Let's say 84. Garrett takes his 94%. Yeah. It 94%. Unlike Face Off. So it's going to be tough. Oh, look at that. The the first, uh, this is interesting because this, uh, let's see when this review was written. It's from Variety. Okay. 
But uh, the review, at least the blurb on Rotten Tomatoes, this is a negative one, is uh, after a promising opening, Halloween becomes just another maniac on the loose suspenser. That's why I think this might be a more recent one because they're not realizing the cultural impact of it. Yeah. Oh, no. December 31st, 1977. Oh, burn. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's like Roger Ebert's review of Clockwork Orange. He hated it. Really? Yeah, he's like one of the few guys who just hated it. <laughs> Let's say the truth. Anthony Burgess hated the novel after yeah. he wrote yeah, it. He true. wrote that just for a paycheck. And then, whoops, I made a masterpiece. L- like many horror films. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, oh, okay, great. So that was our negative one. review. Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't think there's going to be any others. There's not going to be any others. There's got to be at least one. Here we go. Wait, I got it. Here we go. Marianne Johnson from Flick Philosopher. That's philosopher with an F. Oh, no. Um, and I'm going to read this in kind of a bitch voice because she sounds like she does not know what she's talking about. <laughs> it's boring. It's not oh. scary. Oh. There. I said it. <laughs> Shut up, Marianne Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's what I was saying before. I've, I've heard people say that about this movie. And, it, and, and one of the things that makes it a movie movie for me is it's it's not boring. I don't even think it's slow. It's just very deliberate in its pacing. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it knows how to wring tension out of every frame. Every once in a while, I could have just... So we, I, I, the one negative, I was like, yeah, no, I get there are stairs there. I know he's oh, going up the, those I, stairs. I was joking around with Dan, and I, I pointed out as we were watching the movie, one of my favorite things in the movie is when Laurie finally goes across the street to oh, the, yeah. to the yeah, house that he's in. It is the longest walk across a suburban street I've ever seen on film. It takes her five minutes to cross the street. <laughs> but it's tense. Oh, it's great. It's great. Bennett. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. The parrot squawk, it's always a big thing. <laughs> that was a synthesizer. Yeah, I just yeah, can't yeah. do it with my voice. <laughs> Are you guys ready to go out? Here's how this is going to work. Dan and I are going to kick this off, and we're going to point to you, and you're just going to do it. Are you ready? Brandon, can you do this? Yep. Are you ready? I'll do whatever you tell me, though. Oh, man, you guys got this. Uh, you got Everybody this. gets it. You ready? It's, it's really, and if you don't, it's it's okay, because we fuck it up. Yeah, we got this. Oh, ready? Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no, no, you got this. Here we go. Uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. Oh, you're terrible. Start it over. Kick it off. Ah, My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Brandon Gorn, and I like to movie movie. My name is Frank Kachenko, and I like to movie movie. And we, we all know, know that, that you like, like to movie movie, movie because, because we like to movie. Hi, Bevan. <laughs> the fear in everyone's eyes when we when we pitch that to them is amazing for how arbitrary it is. You know? <laughs> it's fantastic.